No, 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 no! Ah! Oh, hi, it's Daddy Burrito, and you're watching Coco Talk with Stevie Stroh. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming for the land of the free and the home of the Cocoa Fest. Um, but with all of that, with all the money's brought in uh, so far, 
um, tentatively looking for over uh, $5,000 of gross receipts um, for the 2022 Cocoa Fest. So thanks for everybody for going to Vegas. <laughs>
But uh, yeah, and then of course the uh, the trip all over uh, North America was a lot of fun afterwards. Getting to go and meet Boat and Aaron over at the Amigos and yeah, that was fun. We did that Monday night, I think it was. So yeah, we did. We had what an hour and a half sleep in forty eight hours, I think that that particular yeah, time. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I slept for about an hour and a half while you were at your meeting, and you slept for about an hour while I was driving. Yeah, it was fun. And then the multiple times that we just about got killed on the trip. <laughs> yeah, each of us had that happen, actually. Yeah, we had some uh, bad traffic incidents. So one was in Chicago, I can't remember the other one was, but people like just suddenly slamming on their brakes right in front of you. Type of thing when you're well, on the, the, one the, the one where I was driving was a semi cutting a car off in front of us and then cutting. Yeah, us and then off. he swerved up in front of us trying to get away from the semis. So. So Nightmare Highway, part two. Yeah, yeah, we've got the script already, man. That's uh, it's ready to go. <laughs> but yeah. Um, did you did you this, did you buy anything at the fest too? Uh, just a, I uh, absolutely your... bought some stuff. I got myself another Coco Three. I got myself uh, one of Rick Ulan's, um boards for the keyboard for the Coco Three. Haven't put mine in uh, yet. Some video games, uh, some magazines, uh, a Joey Switch. Uh, I think that's all I bought, but my shopping is not done yet because I have to meet a guy later on today in Kamloops, Kamloops and buy some more cocoa stuff. So <laughs> darn. <laughs> so basically, you had a good time. It was tiring. I mean, I'm I'm sure it was for you as it was much for me because we were we were road warriors a lot of the way. Yeah, and I totally blame Taylor and Amy for that first night of not no sleep. Uh, what <laughs> they made us take them to the uh warehouse for the uh vcf midwest warehouse uh yeah made made us <laughs> made <Yeah>. us <laughs> oh yeah i forgot quotes made us <laughs> we we're gonna go for five minutes and i don't know what like four hours later we finally got out of there yeah it was funny because i was kind of thinking the same thing i had a business meeting in pennsylvania at 10 in the morning and uh my original plan was of course to go and get some sleep beforehand but that, the, the warehouse was so interesting. Like I would have stayed longer too, except I literally needed the time to get there by 10 in the morning. In fact, I was 15 minutes late, but I didn't even get changed. I didn't stop. We didn't sleep, nothing. I just drove for 10 hours and went and my meeting directly in my little Hawaiian shirt. And the meeting yeah, went actually, well. If you watch the uh, video that we did over at Amigos on uh, Monday night, we're still wearing the same clothes we were wearing Sunday morning for our presentation because yeah, we hadn't stopped. And, and not really slept either. So then we drove another eight hours to get over to the Amigos. So yeah, it was fun. Then we went to Boat's place, visited his basement studio. Then we went to Aaron's place and visited his, well, he has a, a, a bedroom studio for his, some of his live stream stuff. And then he has that one where he actually built like a metal shed that is actually yeah. housing the main Amigos. That was kind of cool, actually. I wasn't expecting that with real pinball machines and all kinds of stuff in there too. So there's a video of us uh, that was on Twitch. They just released the YouTube video, I think yesterday or today. So if anybody didn't catch that, you can catch me and Ken along with Boat and Aaron. Um, Brent was going to be there, but Brent had worked overtime. And then he went home, kind of forgot that we were coming into town and went straight to bed. So when we phoned him, he says, I'm already in my pajamas. I'm in bed. I'm not coming over. He's literally across the street from Aaron. But. So I'm going to give him hell when I go to Boat Fest next month. Yeah, I mean, really, 40 hours. We drove 40 hours to get there and he went to bed. <laughs> yeah, after driving, what, 20 blocks from work. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Hey, pajamas are good enough. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun. I want to thank you too, Ken, for a couple of things. One, helping with the presentation. Two, for helping man the booth. I'm kind of putting you on spot for some of that stuff. Three, for putting up for me for God knows how many hours in the drive. 
me prattling on about OS9. And when I couldn't talk anymore because I was getting too hoarse, I actually found a podcast talking about OS9 for another hour. So I threw that on. So I'm, I'm sure I've melted your brain completely at this point. And, and then I want to thank you for something else that you actually told me at the beginning of my part of the presentation because I had not thought of it. 30 years I've been working with and I never thought of this. But I was going to try to show, like, how am I going to show a part of the source code while I'm explaining it on the screen? I don't have a laser pointer or anything, and it just, I don't know, my brain's just fuddled or I'm just stupid or what. But you actually just point out, you know, you still got the mouse cursor on the screen. You can just move the cursor to show what line you're talking about. Duh. Okay. So that's what I ended up doing. I could have done that years ago. Never did. So thanks. Thanks for uh, pointing out the obvious. You're an idiot. <laughs> but that really helped the presentation. So. So in the no live problem. chat, in the live chat, Mickey is saying that Ken needs an award for the last to get home from Coco Fest. Right, right. Well, the distance too. If you combine like the the Amigos trip and plus he has, you know, he added on the Vancouver to Saskatoon, Saskatoon to Vancouver trip on on top of it. You're getting close to what is it, nine thousand kilometers or something? No, I'm uh, ten thousand three hundred and eighty kilometers in the end. I think I'll be <laughs> over the span of like ten or eleven days. But who's counting? Yeah. yeah, who's can counting? You, can you put, <laughs> it, it just kind of blurs together after a while. So can you put that in American units? That's about uh, sixty two hundred, about sixty five hundred miles, I think. Yeah, something like that. You're gonna need a truck driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> right. Actually, if he bought everything he wanted to, he would have needed a truck driver's license because you need a semi-trailer truck. So. Yeah, pretty much. I spent I, I managed to get to Coco Fest and spend all the money I had within the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> You That's just a didn't good bring fast. enough money. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I had to go find a bank machine to get more. And I know Taylor and Amy, after we went to see the VCF warehouse, which we'll get to, into it in a little bit here too, of course, they were telling us you, you should rent a semi-trailer truck and just haul it all down here. Because I even asked specifically, if we could get stuff out of there for you, what would you want? And that, was it Amy or, or Taylor? I can't remember. said basically just in all caps, all of it. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> My, my sister is a tractor trailer driver. Let me call her. Oh, geez, why don't you tell us ahead of time? <laughs> well, I guess that's what we'll be doing at BCF Midwest is uh, borrowing everything from the warehouse. Well, BCF Midwest, Midwest, if I remember correctly, they'll actually be bringing some, some of that stuff to turn on and let people you know, use it, the show type thing. Like it'll actually yeah. be using some of the hardware as opposed to just showing it. So I guess a uh, quick before we get on to the our next guest is uh, how many people on the panel here are planning to go on at VCF Midwest and and when's the date of it again, Ken? I think it's the third weekend of September or September ninth and tenth or tenth and eleventh. Is that okay. early? Oh, I thought it was near to the end of it. No, it's like the second weekend, I do believe. Okay, well you'll have to get back to me on that. That might change my travel trip to travel plans. Uh -huh. <clears throat> September 10th and 11, according to the ticker that's going across my screen. Yes. Okay. I'm going to actually be in Northwestern Ontario when that happens. So I could just drive straight to Chicago from there. And excellent. Just around the street, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's only like, uh, I think 16 hours. So that's, that's that metric geometry right down the road. Cool. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be at Boat Fest next month where I'll be representing Cocoa stuff. Back there, they're talking about doing some sort of a game of some sort or, or something related to Cocoa as part of the general you know, retro festivities. 
and I'll probably be the runner for it like I was at PenFest 2000, which Nick actually got me to do back then for the, I think that that case was a trivia contest. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing on this one, but there's something where I'll be running around with questions or something. I'm not sure exactly what yet. So yeah, a couple of couple shows coming up. So who, who are here on the panel is planning to go to VCF Midwest? I won't be able to, because that's my busy time at work, but. I'm so, planning on it. I'm hoping to. I'm, I'm, I'm planning I'm, on it also. Oh, good. So that sounds like a fair fair number of the Cocoa people are going to be there. Are you guys going to get like a whole Cocoa section again? Or I would ask to be put in the Cocoa section. So we'll we'll see. It depends on how they do the tables. But uh... OK. I cool. abstain. Because <laughs> I know Mark Overholzer, when you guys did it on the West Coast one, that actually worked out pretty well. So. Oh, yeah, it was great. We had lots of uh, lots of interest. As Mikey and Rob Inman and uh, Tim Lindner and I. So. Yep. Okay, and then uh, I guess we'll get on to our second set of guests, which I know we have a substitute. <laughs> and so if you want to introduce yourselves, because you were both at the fest too, so this works just fine. Yeah. So um, it, it looks like I'm Amy, but I'm actually Maureen. I am the um, legal support. Adult uh, supervision. Adult supervision. <laughs> for the Taylor and Amy show. <laughs> I provide uh, food. Um to try to get the dogs outside on time, which may or may not work. Um, moral support, adult beverages, things like bail that. money. Right, bail money. <laughs> I know all the. I know the bail. I know the lawyers, so I'm good. Yeah, you're also the good luck charm for winning uh, draws too. I know. I really, in fact, what happened is, is it was my first Cocoa Fest. I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much. It was f fabulous. Um, I went around to everyone's booth. I was so impressed with how much, um, how many items and um, uh, larger than you can carry on an airplane. Um, <laughs> things were around and that was really quite exciting. And um, show them your souvenir. I, I did get a souvenir. I was very excited. Uh, I wanted to have something that suggested that I, you know, knew something about uh, any of this, which I do know because I watch all of the a Taylor and Amy show videos. So in her wallet, amidst <laughs> her credit cards. Can you see this? Oh, I have board. a circuit board for a mouse. Oh my Maybe goodness gracious. I make the rounds all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now with my credit cards in my, in my wallet. So whenever I wish to impress someone with my geek, I can... <laughs> I can, I can get out geek my geek. Cred. This yeah. is my geek cred card. Yeah. How, how does that go at the airports? I, I thought it was going to be an issue, but it no was problem. They didn't even care. They wanted to know how much food I was carrying, which was a fair, apparently a fair amount if you carry those uh, power bars. And they go, their machine is like, what is this, Devon? What is this? Um, so it was fantastic. And everyone was so wonderful and helpful. And I, really went around to all the booths. And then of course I watched, is it Rick Adams doing his, his coding? So I sat down for a minute so I could watch him do programming. That was really cool. I of course watched all the singing and musical uh, experience uh, and engaged in many, a wonderful conversation about uh, computers and programming and uh, building and I just was enthralled. And so thank you. It was, it was great. 
No, glad you had fun at it. Uh, but we weren't expecting any of you to show up, so that was a complete surprise to begin with. But surprise! Yeah, so I think in retrospect, not registering for the conference and then registering for the conference late when we got there may have been the secret to winning the raffle. <laughs> our raffle tickets were kind of right on top, and I guess they didn't jostle or shuffle the bag there. Or I'm completely Ooh. wrong, but but I remember uh, at, at <laughs> <laughs> I remember at lunch, uh, Curtis, you said, um, "Man, I've been coming to these things for years, and I've never won anything." And Amy's like, "Really? It's so easy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was just rubbing it in at that point. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, once so- there was the twenty-five dollar draw, I said when I when we got to the table, I said, Oh, I really hope to win, but I wish to win the largest dollar amount. And so yay for that. So I, we what, held out. What did you spend it on? Oh, well, it's Taylor and Amy's support. So here we go. Coming your way. Nuts, right? We got a case for our Pi 400 Ooh. to make it look like a cocoa. Please, you Not know, strong. Uh, Lovely. That's John See the Strong Taylor show. and Amy show Coco Fest vlog video for more on this. <laughs> <laughs> on the Taylor and Amy YouTube channel. Can you hear the certificate there? I'm going to show off this so we can prove, in fact, that this was one. Yeah, I was very happy that after we redeemed it, they gave it back to us. Hmm. Oh, cool. So we've got a souvenir for the for the lab. <laughs> so the deal with the raffle was that you had to to spend it at one of the vendors there, right? It wasn't just money. Mm-hmm. Right. You could spend it on the vendors or the auction. We thought about the auction. We went and saw everything. There were some cool things yeah. in the auction, but the only stuff I wanted went for way more than the gift certificate. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Taylor, what was your opinion of the show? I mean, you you became as a complete surprise to all of us. Uh, this is your first Coco Fest. You ended up actually kind of almost becoming a vendor yourself, not selling things, but you got your own table and you were showing off we the pie and the whole wireless did. thing. Right. We had a little boothlet. Um, so I just, I guess I hadn't thought about it. How many Coco people are into the Coco and may not know a lot about the Raspberry Pi? And since I was running that Cocoa Pie distribution on my Pi 400, and I had brought it because I had questions. I had stuff I could not figure out how to get to work, and I wanted to ask the people to help me. Um, oh, look, Amy just got here, so that's perfect. Anyway, um, so my solution that I had used for using VNC to um, connect wirelessly to a iPad as a monitor, a lot of people were like, wait, what? And I got, you know, I also explained it and, and that sort of thing. We've even on our YouTube channel, um, there's Amy. <laughs> but, okay, now you got the three, now you have the triumvirate. Yeah. As our the prophecy foretold, <laughs> the trinity. Um, the, the pie, yeah, it's 3.1415 of you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Amy and I are in our Taylor and Amy show shirts because we were super happy to show off our merchandise. Um, 
which was brand new as of the way i've actually yeah well on the on the video i actually we got an email from somebody asking us to do a video on how to do that vnc setup um because it just hadn't i just didn't realize that people um might not know I've been playing with Raspberry Pis for so long, for so many years. It's just second nature to set them up for me. I've got like four or five around the lab that are running headless. And, um, but I think people might be more interested in Cocoa Pie, but they don't know the Raspberry Pi stuff. So I'm gonna, uh, you know, hopefully do more on that in the future. Cause I'm happy to help. And I, you know, <laughs> um, and a lot of people don't necessarily know that bit. Yeah, well, the fact that you like you showed up impromptu and I think just to attend and then you actually ended up contributing to the whole thing. That was just awesome. Thank that's you. a great we, show. We stole part of your booth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was fine. Yeah. Hope you didn't need this real estate. <laughs> this is weird. No, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I, I, we, we chose the, a fairly large one just because it's a place to sit down and you want people to go sit down and chat and whatever else and... Right. You you two Set are fascinating to talk computer. to you anyway, so that worked out good. <laughs> yeah, no, because uh, the the other piece, the only piece that we had planned was the song, and we brought that as an MP3 file, and I didn't even know who to hand it to, right? So I'm, I guess I'm talking to you guys at dinner on Friday night, and I'm like, so we have a little present for you, it's a little song if you want to play it sometime, and then, and then we wind up doing a dance, an interpretive dance. <laughs> at the opening ceremony <laughs> so that happened <laughs> yeah we just sucked you right into being right up front right off the start it was good yeah and i would like to publicly apologize to all the people who i got um the rgs stuck in their head that's on me and i also had that stuck in my head for a while a long time <laughs> it, it was Actually, a great song i mean you really got everybody with the uh, 6809 6502 line that was perfect Controversy. Well, yeah. Well, okay. See, so I've gotten comments on the video oh, saying, yeah. "Are you sure that the six eight zero nine is better than the six five zero two? Did and you really mean it? I have. Okay. I will defend you two to the yeah. death on that one. And I appreciate that, <laughs> but I never said it was better. That line in the song is a mathematical truth. <laughs> That is 6809 is greater than 6502. Uh, That's all I said. Now, I may believe that one is better than the other, but that line should be uncontroversial. But It sounds um, like you had some lawyer, lawyerly advice on that. Eh? <laughs> it's like I, I did. a loophole. Some legalese. <laughs> like I there. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I was very careful. There to thread that needle on that one on that one line um it's clickbait is for we're for stoking controversy that's right for for, no. for, for clicks views. for views and it's working <laughs> mission accomplished and it's it's accurate on all levels i'll just tell you that right out front there's there's no it, it controversy is. there yes the only well yeah I would not be able to make that same mathematical statement about the 6309. So I um so I was glad that I didn't have to wade into actual controversy. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually it was absolutely fantastic having having you all out. Um and since Amy, since you just came by, you were just kind of going through like what was your your view of the fest? Uh what did what did you like seeing there, et cetera? I was listening on the way here. Oh, you were? Okay. 
Yeah. So any, anything to add <laughs> then, I guess. Up. I was like, oh, I see Maureen has already replaced me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should I turn around and go back home? <laughs> no, I can't replace you. They're irreplaceable. I'm just support. <laughs> we need a lot of support. They're just support. I'm just support. But yeah. So, so Amy's. Amy's reaction to the fest go, I love your eyeshadow. Y'all, can y'all see her eyeshadow? Mm-hmm. It took me a little yep. reason I'm not on time. No. <laughs> yeah. That was the reason for the delay, right? You had to make yourself look perfect for the show here. I do. It's true. Um, well, I, don't, I think we would uh, not surprisingly have similar reviews. <laughs> of the thing, yeah. So I won't go back through it again. But yeah, I think one of my favorite things was that we didn't tell anyone. <laughs> Yeah, it was a complete surprise. I mean, when we saw you in the lobby, it's like, wait a sec. Because that had crossed our minds even yeah. to think about you guys showing up. So yeah. it was just what? Yeah, so... in the lobby. I know you. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, you know, he kind of, I got him sitting there. He was, like, staring at me. He's like, yeah. Oh, wait, you're, you're, this is awfully 3D. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, like, wandering back toward where Coco Fest is going to be, trying to figure out which room it is in. And I see L. Curtis Boyle and Ken come around a corner and I'm like. (laughs) 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 We we didn't, it wasn't secret for long. We got spotted. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those secrets where you walk in and surprise, we're here. And then I guess later as other people arrived, mostly um, OG Stevie Stroh walks in with purple hair. (laughs) And, but then we were old news. But well, yeah, no, but he didn't know we were coming. Yeah, so yeah, he was last minute too, and the and the purple hair. I don't think any of us knew ahead of time. Maybe yeah, a few was... people might have talked to him on Zoom, but that was news to me too. It was awesome. Yeah, I almost Stop didn't me. recognize him. You know, so. <laughs> so it sounds like you had, you two had a good time. Uh, you guys had a great time at the warehouse for VCF too, looking through all the old hardware. Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see and touch things that I had only dreamt about. I got to see, oh my God, I have uh, things I'd never seen before, an actual Kim one, uh, an Odyssey, like all these different pre-Odyssey to Odysseys, um, a ZX81, no, it was, it was the Timex Sinclair one. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah, things we had to Google, we're like, what is it? Yeah, things I'd only ever seen pictures of, I was like, oh my God, there's the box. And it would be like, sure, yeah, I'll open it. And I'm like, so I did. And I was like holding it. Like, Let's yeah. move this rack out of the way. Like, Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea how adorable that little computer is, Mark. It, I mean, the it's so little. Um, <laughs> what else? There were all kinds of Atari stuff there. And but yeah, we would just spot something and be like, I'm going to get, I'm going to tunnel to it. And, and we did. There was a TI computer I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember all Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to even recall. Yeah, it was, it was, it was overload. There was a ton of stuff. And that's not even all of it. Yeah. They still have basements full of stuff they haven't brought over yet. So They had a Commodore 64 executive, the one that was loggable. And I'd never, I mean, I'd seen so, videos yeah, of remember. other YouTubers doing that. Those, and actually. I had never, oh my God, I'd never like like amy come here watch this this is the keyboard whoop you know it was so cool um uh, i've had my zx81 since 1982 i just say i had my zx81 since 1982 as a kit 
And then I got the uh, SX64 in 86. The guy I bought it from wanted to get a Commodore 128 and had to sell something. So. <laughs> well, and we knew, like, we saw computers we didn't know existed. So there was the mm -hmm. Timex Sinclair 1000, which we knew was the American ZX81. But then Curtis spots the Timex yeah. Sinclair 1500. Right, and we're that like, had the built-in 16K. Basically, it was the ZX or the TS1000, but it had the built-in 16K. Yeah. And then you got the explanation of why they came out with that too. Yeah, right. the guy there looked it up on some website. I don't remember where he was, but so it was a stopgap between the ZX81. It was essentially a ZX81 on the interior, but it was in a more spectrum looking form factor. Yeah, it had more RAM. Um, but the spectrum wasn't out yet. It had, yep. did not have color. And apparently as a stopgap to keep the American markets interested, it completely did not work. Backfire. Yeah, right. utter backfire. I, used to, <laughs> I had one of those. Hindsight. The RAM That's pack cool. on the TS-1000 is really flaky. I mean, I know people who glued them on or put Velcro or whatever to keep them more stable. So yeah. the TS-1500 should have been much more, less crash prone. Why would there be any problem with something like this? <laughs> that looks that looks very stable. Totally. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the VCF tour. What well, 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 the fact is, Jason was trying to do it as a bit of a tour at the beginning, and then you two got so enthralled with everything you were saying, like you just said, yeah, "Screw the tour. We're just going to go find stuff we want to look yeah. at." Yeah, we just yeah we, we bailed we bailed on the tour. There's a whole lot of things that involve CRTs <sighs> that I'm not deeply interested in. Um, and they had a lot of them. I mean, you could make a giant 1980s jumbotron out of all of the CRT monitors they had. Yeah, one one pixel um, per CRT, basically. Sacking. Get out of my it. head. Let's do it for Halloween. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be massive. Um, well, I think part of it. Yeah. Too so I did. I did ditch the tour. The. Uh, the the y'all were just like oh we'll just be there for 10 minutes right we're just gonna we'll just we'll just we'll just take you over there and you can just just we'd look around for like take 10 the minutes. long view and and then we'll go one hour we chat. really appreciate y'all taking us over there i will say and i'm sorry i made you late for your meeting mr boyle no i i got contact ahead time it's fine so no, it's actually, and we were talking to Jason at the end of it too. And uh, I mean, they're planning on getting all the shelving put up. They're going to bring all the other stuff in the other basements and mother's basements and everything else and storage sheds. And uh, we're trying to arrange like a kind of a group tour for next Coco Fest where we can take almost anybody that wants to go and actually see everything at once. Cause this was literally only about half or three quarters of the most. So. Yeah, I love the idea of them doing some sort of shelving solution that allows you to um, see it all and use it. Like if they could get, you yeah. know, the power mm. strips and, you know, well, they are setting up that lab cool thing where you can actually do repairs, but they're the going to be bringing some equipment out to actually mm. use during the tour. So you actually, some of it will be live hands-on stuff, and they take some stuff to VCF every year too. So yeah, that's that's going to be epic. Like, what is yeah. this secret warehouse I've been brought to? Full of things. <laughs> yeah, and I'm texting Maureen, and she because she knew we were all going out to dinner, and she was like, "Hey, what's up?" And I'm like, we're in a "We've been taken to a warehouse <laughs> randomly." <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure when or if we will return yeah i don't know where really we are yeah. we're in this warehouse i made it sound a little dicey and then i was like no actually we're in geek heaven is what just happened <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah. only thing they don't show you is how to convince your spouse to let you have one Ooh. like right. a warehouse you mean or what yeah. yes <laughs> <A> warehouse. <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> we were limited in by it. their desire to sell us things and 
which space which, which our, is zero, which is zero in space in our luggage, which so. was also zero. Um, yeah, there's just you like a box full of Vic twenty. I'm just like, no, no, you just prepare ahead of time and you ship. Yeah, you yeah. ship it to yourself and then you fly. There's no reason to drive 150 million kilometers. Never <laughs> across drive multiple countries. You drove halfway around the world. You're gonna get a DVT and a blood clot in your lungs. What about <laughs> um, you know? I, the only thing on the, about the warehouse in retrospect were the things I forgot to ask about because later I was like, I bet they had a Tandy Model 100 in there. And if I'd thought about it, I could have asked because everything that I said, hey, you got a blank. They were like, oh, yeah, it's over here. So, the yeah, there were a few things I, I didn't ask about. Did you does anybody know if they had a Commodore pet? Yes, they might. have. Yes, they do. Yeah, they have, they have see, I would have liked to see have, that. And they have several model 100s. Yeah, I hands off my model of those things. Those are the two things I forgot to ask about that I didn't get to see. So, hey, bucket list for next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the complete collection next year, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. And the fact it's going to be organized, because, right, the fact that they can memorize, like, oh, it's, it's tote number five on pallet number seven in the corner behind the printer type thing. Like, they knew where right. everything was, just bang, bang, bang. Mm -hmm. Oh, one other thing. Yeah, they did have post-it notes on a lot of the bins. And we were all standing around waiting to go. We were just, you know, like, kind of wrapping up. And I see a post-it note on a bin that says it has a Mattel Aquarius in it. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna open this real quick. Because I'd never I'd never seen one. Like, and I mean, I'd love the idea that the company that brought us G.I. Joe and Barbie tried to get into computers in the 80s. That's just precious. It's like you're but in the hey, same it worked room for a bunch it. of leather companies, it might have worked. Right. Yeah. So, so I was it sounds like you two had fun anyway. We had a blast. A little bit. <laughs> So that's, that's good. I mean, so the, the three people on the panel that have been to their first festival really enjoyed themselves. That's that's awesome. That's uh, and we hope to see all of you next year, not by surprise, but you know, planned. Hmm. Now, what you guys bring to show us, <laughs> you can surprise us with that. Can we win so. the raffle again? <laughs> <laughs> I like your theory that the ticket was on top. That probably is true. <laughs> I don't know. Coming late. Seems like I'm accusing them of not. Well, we were the last last. I don't know. But true, true random. Lawyers, you never know what's going to happen, right? Well, our, our lawyer has just lucky. It wasn't missed. There was no uh, impropriety. It was perfectly no done. No impropriety. And Nor did I mean to imply any. Square. <laughs> okay, yeah, is that a good legal answer? Okay. Yeah, there's, there's the, the lawyer <laughs> right, Thank talk. you. Thank you, yeah. legal counsel. Thank you, legal counsel. <laughs> You're not giving it back. We're not giving We're it not. back. <laughs> no, it was fair. We're not giving it back. It's the only money we've ever made on this show. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I tried to help there. I did order a t-shirt. So. Oh, we know. And we appreciate yeah, that. Um, so we I've been finally ordered a Coco Talk t-shirt for the first time. I have like, you know, mugs and stuff here, but I never had a shirt. So. And we're using that. the same merch store yeah. that, that Steve used for that. So, mm -hmm. um, and for some reason, what yours is, is already shipped, and the one from sure. Coco Talk is not yet. Yeah, who knows? That's <laughs> fun. Okay. Apparently, you two are more That's important, bizarre. I guess. The priority that we've been prioritized. As I've been saying, <laughs> I keep trying to keep trying to explain that to the internet. <laughs> anyway, I do want to keep the two of you tied up in case you guys need to go somewhere. And Ken, I know you have to get on the road fairly soon here. Yep. Uh, to finish the last part of your 
horrendously long journey. So is there any questions from the panel for our first Cocoa Fest attendees that have never been to one before? Any comments, et cetera, from what you thought of them at the show, et cetera? That might be a dangerous question to ask, but I'll do that. <laughs> I, I have one question for the newbies. Did, did any of them get a hug from David Ladd? <laughs> I did hug David Ladd. He did not come up and hug me like he promised. I had to go hug him. Well, I think he'd be willing, um, but for pandemic reasons, I kept hugging to a minimum. Yeah, I think more we did that fist bump with just about everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I didn't want to overwhelm people. I mean, I'm pro-hugging, but not usually during global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the, That's in fair. Chat, fair enough. You know, okay. just... Go ahead, Nick. In chat, Grant and Lady verified that the raffle tickets were shuffled many times. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. As per our legal counsel, <laughs> yeah. That's what I, uh, what I knew. I knew that it was on the up and up. How dare you? Everything's... <laughs> Yeah, has nothing to do with the timing of our arrival. Mm. Nick, Nick was our third party monitor monitoring the stream to make sure they were shook up correctly. So that's right. Yeah. Well, Strong He's not quite a lawyer, but I mean, he'll sub for one for that. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a human nature that like, because it's so rare to win something that when you do, you try to look for a reason that you won. Which you is you look for patterns when there the are same none, reason that there's no reason that you lost yeah. except for math. <laughs> math. Yeah. I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm not very smart. <laughs> yeah, you're dumb. Sorry. <laughs> so that's the impression I get off you every day. I would completely disagree with that statement. But. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> God, you're dumb. Any, any other questions from the panel here? Or what would you thought of uh, their presentation of the, uh, the song and even you know, some of the Raspberry Pi 400 Cocoa Pie stuff they were showing off? Or? Any legal questions? Not legal advice. Yeah. <laughs> this is not officially legal advice. Well, I love this song, and I'm looking forward to see what you come up with for next year. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Actually, the three uh, of you should collaborate, I think, is what should happen. Yeah, we could. We absolutely not wrong. could. And more dancing. More dancing. That would rock. We could, oh man, we could do some three-part harmony. That, that would be epic. You have okay. to two of the parts, though. And we just want to see Bruce dancing. I, I, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not that. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's we'll, not part we'll, of your we'll talent set. Choreography. It'll be fine. It's not hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Keeping it in time is hard for me. That's. Uh, I've, I've tried. I can't. Do we well, need to get Peter Hollins in here too? That's a who? singer, right? <laughs> yes, he's the know. guy that does the acapella songs. No, I got it covered. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, don't encroach on my territory. We're good. And you can include Rick Adams in this too. And I mean, if you need some like bad guitar work, I could probably throw something in. Oh, well. I enjoyed your guitar work. Sure. And I think that, yeah, okay, let's just plan next year. We're going to do full Cocoa Band. Yeah, let's, let's do that. That's one thing we keep talking about, Paul Thayer and, and Rick and I have always talked about this for years, that we should actually, you know, before Fest, plan some songs to cover and actually learn them all the way through instead of the scatter shot. I think I remember this from 10 years ago when I learned it. <laughs> well, and now that we live in the future, you could rehearse over Zoom. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we could make this happen. Come up with- Then I can troll Stevie's more. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Uh, that. This is the unofficial <laughs> announcement that there will be a Cocoa Band of some sort for the next Fest. 
And Amy will play the triangle. Yes, I'll bring my Amy will be busy hauling a semi-trailer truck up to the VCF warehouse, I think, is what's going to be happening. Right. Because this will be the distraction. distraction. You, you know, Jason we'll might be handling here. the auction at Coco Fest, and Amy will be just saying, like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And we found the highway to, to, to where your home is, uh, you know, fairly quickly, as we showed you, you know, during the drive type thing. So you've already got the route planned out. The escape route is there. So. Yeah, warehouse problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, if you, and if you notice, the warehouse next to the VCF warehouse was loaded with uh, large trucks. Oh, Did so not. she can, if, if she overflows, she can just get some other people I to can, haul some more trucks full of stuff. I can bring nothing and steal a truck first. <laughs> In the same connected parking lot. We have a, we have a question from Ron Delvode. Uh, Taylor, did you take photos? I'm assuming he meant in the VCF warehouse. Is that correct? We got a few. Amy got a few of me um, that are her going where I just look like <laughs> I've hit the lottery. Um, actually, you didn't send very many of them. Oh, yeah. But um, I didn't know because there was some question as to what we could post. So I have. Yeah, like, they're a bit nervous like, until they get the security system installed. So yeah. we have a lot of photos like this. Now, that is one happy camper there. I have. To I mean, right. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a there's a whole series of. Taylor looking absolutely thrilled to be holding something random. So we may pop some stuff up on Instagram, but we're, we're not going to mention necessarily. We, we, we want to keep it very obfuscated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where You're it's not going to mention it'll, the it'll warehouse like, if you have no idea where it is? It'll be mentioned in such a way. We'll be like yeah. in a mystery warehouse located somewhere in America. <laughs> Those blindfolds were effective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might as well have done. Um, I think Guantanamo, where we found this warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're going to try to arrange with Jason to get a, like a, a grand tour that we can Love get for Cookfest next year. So, well, thanks for having us on, guys. I yeah, I do feel like we've we're, um, we're gonna we're we don't want to overwhelm the whole thing. <laughs> I'm Maureen. I'm about to leave as well. But, uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, right. thanks, Ken, thanks, Ken, for everything you did. Thanks safe. for putting up with me and 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 helping with the seminar and everything else too. That was greatly appreciated. And thanks to Taylor and Amy for putting up with us. Yeah, you put yeah, up with us. We've had a yeah. You usurped your table. <laughs> We're taking this corner. We weren't using the whole thing anyway. I was, I was just going to say, food you guys, you guys <laughs> didn't run away screaming anyway. when I showed up. <laughs> That's <laughs> so Canadian. <laughs> You're like, Taylor, oh, guys, we weren't using the whole table. <laughs> The only reason we let you on at the table is so we would look cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and it totally worked. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, we will uh, catch you next time. Shall do. Right. We'll, we'll keep watching your show. Hopefully you'll keep watching ours. That's the plan. Like and subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> And Ken, best best travels to you, and uh, hopefully you get some cool stuff in Kamloops there. You'll have to let us know next week what you found. All right. I will see everybody next week then. Later, Ken. Bye. All right. Bye. Later, Amy Taylor Marie. Bye, everybody. Oh, you can hang around if you want to, of course. I know Ken has to leave, but we can't. We got okay. we got to make more content. We must. Oh, oh darn. <laughs> And we're staying. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> Never mind. So, uh, yeah.
Uh-huh. <laughs> what do we have? You're look, trapped what, here forever. What do we have? Look, what do we have to look forward to next on the Taylor it's, it's, and Amy show? It's the it's the red button that says leave down in the bottom right. I, yeah, I, disa- yeah. I disabled that. Yeah, and when I hit it, Skynet is okay. The red button does nothing. I turned it off. Oh, I'm gonna close. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the most grandiose exit I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, lordy. Now, I was thinking about doing a commercial now, but Bruce, I know you have a tight timeline. We're actually coming up near the end of it here. You had roughly an hour. So uh, I think we'll let you go first before we go to a commercial oh, break and then gosh. start talking to the rest of the people from the uh, Should, Fest. Uh, uh, Ask me questions? I didn't prepare anything. No, no, not questions, but you, you wanted to, I think, talk about you know how the booth oh. ran for you maybe some oh yeah well, information for people weren't at the fest about your new upcoming game and the hardware that comes with it that uh oh if, if they didn't get a chance to catch the uh, live stream of the fest yet yeah yeah catch catch the stream of that um well uh jacob and i drove up we're gonna seriously look at flying next time that was a hard drive <laughs> although jacob keeps reminding me he'll have his driver's license next year but i'm not sure the rent car rental company is going to go for that <laughs> you know, me letting him uh, take a take a tour, uh, a turn at that. So, but um, yeah, we had a we had a good time, and our we were the first presenters, I believe, and uh, I think well, I don't know. I think the presentation went well. I was particularly happy, of course, that Jacob. I said, Jacob, I got a couple of slides for you, and I thought he was going to say, No way, no way. But he got up there and did it, and so I was, I was pretty pleased with, with him, being now officially a presenter, at Coco Fest, Coco Fest thirty presenter. So, that was pretty cool. Um, the, um, uh, I, I guess the the working demo that I had of my new game Realm of Doom, we had we fired that up right after the presentation. But I guess the key bit of news was the uh, uh, the two new sound options available for Coco developers. One being the Coco MP3, a hardware solution, um, and um, uh, Pi Audio, a, a new a new addition to a Pi DriveWire. So the Coco MP3, I uh, uh, don't have it here to, yeah, I don't have it out, haven't, haven't unpacked it to show yet. But the Coco MP3 is basically, it's an MP3 player that is triggered by the serial port. So you plug one cable into serial port and then the audio gets routed back out through the cassette port. So you plug the other piece into the cassette port. And you know how like you do audio on with your, your old cassettes to hear the, the tape. It works the same way. Uh, but of course you can trigger MP3s at any point in the game. And so um, in this case, uh, my game what has now has, because of this, has a, uh, a backing track. So there's, there's continuous, almost continuous music throughout. When you meet a monster, each monster has its own unique noise and sound, and then there's battle music when you're fighting, and and then when you go into the adventure sections, there's you know eerie music there, and of course there's dialogue, and I had some of that queued up. If you go into the pub at the inn and uh, hang around there long enough, you'll hear some of the patrons, um, you know, giving some tips or advice or just general uh, gossip about uh, other people in the realm of doom who happen to also exist in the Coco community. So uh, there's a lot of room for fun there with that kind of stuff. So, uh, and then the, the software side was the, the Pi Audio. Essentially works the same way. If you're someone who's got Pi DriveWire, you could play the game either 
with hardware in the ply drive wire or through an emulator. Same deal, it's continuous sound because uh, Mikey Furman added the uh, play sound module out of, uh, out of Python into the Pi drive wire. And um, I think we just did that right around Christmas and we just, you know, we're, we're working back and forth up into the fest to get it all functional. Wasn't able to demo it because I could only really demo one, one setup, but I did come confidently knowing that it worked. We both had it worked working and uh, yeah. So uh, I'll get back to working on that and, um, and adding more voices and really the sky's the limit for the kind of creative things that can be done audio wise now uh, with a Coco game. Now, do you, do you have a, a rough estimated release date? Is it something that's still months away or weeks away? Or? Oh, oh, months, for, for sure months. This okay. this is, um, yeah, with Forest of Doom, it, was, it wasn't it was nearly as complex. This this is, there's a lot of, well, I, there's potential feature creep, but there's still a lot of uh, potential in there that I haven't realized yet. The, the game obviously is working, but I don't, you can't actually solve it yet. So I got to fix, I got to, you know, finish that. It's, it's Plus, big. I imagine there's a lot it's of other big. sound effects, dialogue, and stuff you got to record. And... Yeah, yeah, and and um, and having seen, and it was really handy to have you know various people playing it because um, other than myself and Jacob to see to how it kind of reacted in real life, and so that was very helpful to kind of get that feedback, especially a Deke's son, uh, I think it was Isaac who played it and played it and played it, and he had so many ideas for me, some which got really far beyond what the Coco was capable of, but still. <laughs> Still, some pretty neat stuff. Like you said, you should have a bank in the inn so that if the robber robs you, you could at least have left some money in the bank. And and it's like, oh, you know, that's not a bad idea. And then you can have the robbers rob the bank. And then you could be out adventuring and you get a warning. A bird flies by and says, they're robbing the bank. And you can run. And anyway, it went from there. Cool ideas from a little kid. Um, I may awesome. even implement some of them. So, Awesome. Yeah. So a successful best for you, it sounds like. Oh yeah, we had a good time. We had some good conversations. Um, the, this 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 big tree over oversaw everything up on the wall. My yeah, I think uh, the only glitch you hit was you were trying to bring the Coco Forever uh, USB stick things, and you had to leave them at the border. Yeah, which thankfully you got returned to you anyway. But yeah, yeah, thankfully the border guard was nice enough. Uh, uh, you know, I was trying to figure out what I got wrong there because I was researching and I thought it says well, you know, two hundred dollars, but they changed it to six hundred dollars and all that, and and. Maybe I was looking on the wrong place on the website. Maybe that two hundred dollars were for U.S. citizens bringing stuff back. Maybe that's maybe that's how I got mixed up instead of a Canadian bringing stuff over. Um, yeah, so that didn't happen. I guess I have to figure out what to do with those with those USBs. Um, actually, I do have plans for a uh, an additional episode of Coco Forever to add on to it, so we can look at that. Um, you know. Kind of get everything straightened out for next yeah. year so that it's ready to yeah. cross yeah. without problems. Yeah. And you know, there's just another thing about the fest. I, I remember in previous fests, we'd had um, some trivia contests. Mm -hmm. Those seemed to be well attended and um, it, it created a, a much sort of a bigger community atmosphere. Auctions do that too. But I was, feel, I was feeling like I kind of missed a bit of that this year. And I was wishing we had more like that. And I had this idea, and I just want to see what you guys think of this, about actually having... Um, a basic programming contest we would run at the fest. And this is why I was asking earlier about, you know, can we get, you know, multiple screens up where we could have people come in with their, their emulators. We'd give them a time limit, a, a problem, 
you could have uh, and you would get points for your solution so you would um, the, the first one to get a complete solution would get so many points the the person who um, had the fastest running code would get certain points the one who at least the least number of bytes would get so you know these be these different that would accommodate different styles of programming and I, I and I think it'd be fun for you know I don't know what, what you guys think, but I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to be able to put it on the screen and watch people, you know, coding. Kind of like we watch Rick to a clock. coding. Yeah, thing. coding to a clock, right? He's like, and, you know, I can imagine Stevie doing some running commentary. Oh, here we got uh, Rick Adams coming up on the side on the optimization front. Looks like he's going for the 50 <laughs> points there. And, uh, and uh, you know, Paul Thayer over here is going for speed, obviously. We'll see, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it'd be fun. It might be a little tricky technology-wise, but... Yeah, I mean, if you do the multi-screen right? thing, you theoretically could even have people that can't attend the fest join in remotely and, and and join in as well. You could, but then I don't know. There'd be some could be some monkey business going. On. We have to get some lawyerly talk on on how. To but we keep we, that we have people we can contact now, so that should be. Yeah, that's true. My my yeah. only disappointment with that idea is that you already nixed basic nine programming from being part of it. Well, there, we, we could have a basic 09 programming contest. Yeah, I think it would have to be separate. Would anybody I mean, enter? optimizing it, that you definitely would win <laughs> if you're doing it there. So, and, and I also wonder about a handicap. Like maybe, you know, if you got someone who's actually, you know, commercially released something, maybe they should get a handicap on the points. So you can still get someone who's, you know. Yeah, because you want to encourage people you know, beginning and just kind of learning to you. Or maybe have yeah. two different divisions or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, something. I, I don't know. But I, I don't know, any, any thoughts on that? Does any, I don't know. I, I think it's a good idea. I've seen some other uh, conventions do that kind of thing before okay. where they have like a, a rush thing. Even modern ones will sometimes have this, you know, panic thing. You got one hour to try to solve this problem type thing. I'm not yeah. very good at them because I suck under pressure, but. Hmm. I was thinking something really short, like like you've got 15 minutes, 10 minutes to solve it. You know, like really short, simple, boom, 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 that kind of stuff. So you could actually get through a few. Um, you know, otherwise people will just be like going to a baseball game, which some people love to do, but you could sit, you could sit around for hours, right? So make it like yeah. speed chess, I guess, or something. Anyway, I think that it's was a good just an idea, idea what, what, I had for next time. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. What, what do you guys think? Hmm. Everybody hmm. else on the panel. Something could be done there. I like it. Would, yeah. would anybody want to try it? I just think you could do teams, like, you know, up to maybe three people, potentially. Yeah, that, honestly, when I've been to the ones for bigger programming, like more modern stuff, there, that's what they usually do. You, you you do a team of, like, two to four, maybe five or six in some cases, oh, yeah. where you kind of work together and you have people that are strong at creating stuff and strong at the programming side or the algorithm mm. side, and they can kind of combine. Somebody does a nice presentation, so it looks it looks nice type thing. I got to know what kind of program you're talking about, like just a, like a, a standard quick print basic program, or do you want graphic stuff, or do you want sound stuff, or what exactly you're... Yeah. On, but... I was thinking it'd be fun to do something that was just uh, like Coco Extended Color Basic. Like, here's a picture of the screen. Make it look like this. You know, draw a white X on the screen. And I don't know, just something real quick, fast, simple that you could measure by speed and by bytes. You know, okay. You know, like just some real simple stuff. Maybe something a little more complex. Maybe some basic. Yeah, Rob, Robert Allen Murphy actually kind of mentioned something I've seen before too. You could work like how the demo scene. Uh, get togethers work music art code teams etc that you can kind of combine the talents and yeah and you also well, mentioned like a 4k contest 16k contest depending i mean 16k would probably be a bit of a bigger longer one if you want to keep it short yeah 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 i think that well yeah i think the i mean you could have longer ones if there's an appetite for it uh, i think there might be a better appetite the first time for real short snappy ones but yeah. 
and this would take you know this might take a essentially take a, a, a slot or a, one or two presenter slots potentially on the uh, on the schedule like a seminar slot type thing yeah yeah so anyway just to throw it there see if it, what what folks think about that idea because uh, you know I think I think it'd be fun I'd, I'm not sure that I would want to enter it myself but I <laughs> I could maybe uh, help uh, help put it together or something like that yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth at least trying. We'll see how it works, and uh, if, we if, could if you or somebody else wants to come up with topics of what to program, like what would yeah. be a good one to do a quick. We could use. Um, uh, we could even do this. Uh, try a virtual run of it. Yeah, like on Coco Talk or something. You could do or, or one of our whatever. you know off special shows. Yeah, one of our special <laughs> live streams or type thing. Sloopy yeah. can host it because he he would just love that. I'm sure. Hmm. <laughs> See, Sloopy said, He's can holding I his head in agony already. <laughs> can I choose the basic I use? Well, yeah, yeah. We'd have to, I think we'd have, have to keep, to keep them separate, I think. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, program yeah. between basic nine and basic is quite different. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, was can, thinking more I was thinking more along the lines of Atari basic. Oh. <laughs> poke, 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 poke. There you go. Done. <laughs> Not a go-go fest. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had a good time and uh, hope, hope to fly back the next time. Well, I'll see if I can get my my tree. You didn't want to hitch a ride with somehow. me and Ken next time or anything? Or? Uh, <laughs> that just sounds insane. Sorry. <laughs> Unless you do rent some sort of tour bus or something. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's me. Cool. And, and thanks for thinking, singing the anthem so well, as oh. usual. My pleasure. Glad it worked out. I, I noticed you didn't have time to learn. Was it the Colombian one we did on we had it on Sunday uh, that Brian Schubring <laughs> did the the MIDI version of? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was just kind of like Colombian. Uh, sorry, no, I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got scared that they were going to get forced to come up and do it. Like, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> they they were yeah. singing along, you know, the word, mouthing the words to it when it was on. So, yeah, it's I nice we have an international flavor. Yeah, and I think it was pretty. I think a good number of people did sing along. So uh, you know, so that was that was good. I mostly mouth because I suck at singing. So I was trying oh, to make sure yeah. people did not hear me. Okay. You're, You're not excused, but whatever. I'll have to admit, as an American, I think I almost have the Canadian anthem down now. Good for you, Mark. Woo! Yeah. Just watch more hockey. You'll get used to it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So there, I, I wanted to get get great. Get Thank you, you done there because I know you had to leave. Here, That's right, so. I do actually. I have to run. Thanks all. All right. Well, thanks for coming out to the best, and thanks for being on the show today. Have a good one. Okay. So, uh, Mark, do you want to do a quick little commercial break type thing, and then we'll come back and talk to the other people that were at the fest and see what they thought, and then we'll also talk to the people that watched it remotely. How did that go? Right okay. after these messages. Come on, do it. Really. Yes, really. Here, <laughs> just go back over to here. Push. Come on, do it. Really? Yes, really. <laughs> <laughs> Coco Talk would like to thank the patrons who sponsor our program. So our heartfelt gratitude goes out to Alan Huffman, Alan Murphy, Blair Ledoux, Boat and Aaron, Brendan Donahue, Brian Weasler, Brian Walsh, K. 
Karen Anscombe, D. Bruce Moore, Daddy Burrito, Daniel Williams, Diego, Eric Canales, Glenn Hewlett, Graham Vebke, Grant B., Grant Leedy, Henry Strickland, Jason Downs, Jay Style, Ken Reichert, Malfunct, Melly, Michael Pitsley, Mike Rayburn, O.G. Hugo, Paul Fiscarelli, Paul Shoemaker, Paul Thayer, Retro Tech Time, Rick Eulen, Rob Inman, Rocky Hill, Stephen Wagner, Steve Batson, Steve Rasmussen, Terry Steen, Terry Steggy, The Backyard Shed Gang, Tim Thayer, Tom C., Tom Gunderson, Tom Heron, Tom S., Tony C., and William Athing. Thank you ever so much, patrons. Hi, I'm Bruce Moore, and this is Jacob Moore. Gotcha. And we are the Forest of Doom guys, and the Coco Forever guys, and we are Coco Fest, and we love Stevie Strobe. Only the bravest souls enter. Only the most cunning return. Defeat innumerable monsters to ransom the king's scepter stolen by the evil wizard. Your sword, shield, and wits are your only allies. Pray you find a magical inn as your only respite in the forest of doom. For the tiny color computer one, two, and three. November 2017. If you dare. What's going on, everybody? Stevie Stroh. And I want to say thank you for continuing to watch and listen to Coco Talk. We love doing this show. We think we put together a pretty good show for you. But this show could be better with your help. So if you would like to send a feedback, a comment, a suggestion, a show topic, or maybe even your own little segment or bumper, then send it to us via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. This show would be nothing without you. Love to hear from you. What if, knowing what I know now, I could go back in time, join Tandy Corporation, and change the course of history. Coco forever. Radio Shack has a great gift idea for the whole family. Fast action TV games and their own sale. Get this six game model for $29.95 or the four game model for $21.95. With rising entertainment costs, that's a real bargain. You play hockey, tennis, squash, and more. Easy to hook up and great family fun that lasts all year long. The sale price TV games. 
only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company. Hi, this is Eddie Zervinsky from beautiful Quebec City. Vous écoutez Coco Talk. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. So now we'll get some uh, opinions and, and what people thought of the show from the other people that were at the show uh, that are on the panel right now. And also anybody in the chat, if you want to come, you know, chime in with some thoughts that you had on the show, maybe some stuff you saw that was really cool, pretty cool stuff you picked up or bought at the show, got previewed at the show, et cetera. So I don't know if we just kind of kind of go around the table here and for the people that were there. What was your highlights of the show? I, I'll go. I'll go first just to start it off, so you guys can think of something. Um, so uh, the first thing, of course, was that Taylor and Amy showed up completely by surprise, um, and then not too long after that, Stevie showed up, which was a bit of a surprise with purple hair, which was definitely a surprise. Um, the fact the attendance on the first day broke a hundred right off the bat, because I know because because of COVID from last year and stuff, the uh, last couple of years that uh, I wasn't sure how many people would be comfortable enough coming out type thing. Um, plus just basically seeing everybody <clears throat> getting to talk to Brendan about some possibilities. I was talking with him about doing some updates tonight on level one for the Coco VGA, um, for Rick Yellen for getting me the uh, keyboard, which I'll be installing later this week, fix up one of my old Coco free keyboards. Um, Ken for helping out with the, the nitrosine seminar and help, you know, doing the table, um, all the new stuff showing like Bruce's stuff, uh, John Strong's Dr. Coco his Dr. Miracle is actually coming along quite well from when I last saw it. So that looks really good. Um, there's just tons of stuff, but I guess the biggest thing for me is that it was fun. It was probably the funnest fest I've been to since the first time I started coming back to them a few years back. <clears throat> and there was, there was no underlying drama. It was just all fun. And that, that was the biggest thing for me is like, yeah, everybody was so happy to be out of pandemic and actually having everybody be able to come down, including us Canucks, that it just was an all around great feeling of happiness and joy. That, that was the biggest thing for me. It wasn't the same. Fun wasn't the same six months ago without all the Canadians, seriously. It was really depressing. You were missed. Well, thank you. The music one is good back in November. What's that? <laughs> what was that? The music wasn't as good back in November. <laughs> yeah, well, I promised to actually practice this time because I did this last time. Normally, I try to get a couple songs kind of down before I go, even if nobody else knows them. But in this case, I was planning on doing that. Then work, you know, I, I made the stupid thing of telling, you know, my clients that several weeks early that I was going to be leaving. So if you have a job or two, because we're not that busy yet. Um, and, and, you know, not everything's come back from the pandemic. And of course, I, I got swamped. I was working weekends and the whole bit. So that, that, that was dumb. I, I pre-announced the Curtis shortage. So I'll pre-announce a week ahead now, you know, that you get it in. So. Uh, did we did uh, was it established what next year's date is? I know they had a tentative one. Kind, of, I think it's the end of April, wasn't it? That they have tentatively booked. I, I was hoping Grant was going to be here to, to you know see if that's official yet, or if that was still tentative. Yeah, but it's all still vaguely because I believe management changed two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I thought three weeks ago. So everything's kind of. I'm yeah, they kind of they kind of like pre-marked it in the calendar for them that we would like this date, but I think you know, like you said, for, due to new management, your costs, et cetera, like what's what's changing. I think they have to kind of wait till that's finalized. But last okay. I heard, they were shooting for the end of April. Yeah, that's what I heard. I didn't have actual dates, so we'll keep you posted once they find out themselves because of the new management, of the hotel that uh, 
you know, it's not, it's not cemented yet. Well, that way I can update the ticker and update the uh, little slide thingy up on top. And Ooh, April 22, 23. Is that official, Jim? Is that like lock, locked in at this point or is it still somewhat at the air? That was a text message from uh, Jim Brain, our president of Glenside. So while we're waiting for Jim to respond to that, so the next person I see on the screen on, on my little thing at the top there, Mark Bosley, what was your impressions of the fest and what was your favorite parts and oh, et cetera? It was fun. Busy, fun. Um, Anything really stand out to you? Well, doing the auction was pretty good. Uh, didn't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> I think we can all all agree that we all had that issue. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Saturday night was was a blast. So, oh, Jim just confirmed that date has been held for us. So, that is official. April twenty second, twenty third, twenty twenty three is the next Chicago Cocoa Fest, the thirty first, I guess, or whatever we're at now. Okay. So, no, so did, book did... now, like, or at least you know, set aside on the calendar. There, are no excuses this time. So, no, I didn't buy anything this time. Ooh. I mean to, but no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, next I see up is Rick Yulin. So you were actually a, a vendor and I bought your keyboard replacement thing. So uh, how, how was it for you? And how, how were like sales and interest in your products? Like you were showing off some of the, well, the keyboard stuff, you were showing off the uh, the network card and, and actually logging in. Now, one thing I will mention, a bunch of us had some weird issues with Coco's acting really strange, which we think was power. Because I was having it so that if I mounted my SDC, the second hard drive image wouldn't mount properly and scramble and all kinds of weird stuff. I know Mark Millett had problems, Bruce Moore had problems, Rick Yulin had problems, Ken and I both had problems. We think it was either maybe some equipment that was plugged in was making the lines dirty or maybe there was some power issues. Um, so hopefully we can, I'll see if I can grab a UPS for mine next so, year, but hopefully we can get that so, kind of resolved for this upcoming year. Because once it, I went down to, did, went to Boat and Aaron's place, everything ran perfect. Ned didn't have a single issue. I mean, it, it couldn't be that we had, you know, 12 tables on one extension cord <laughs> running across the place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think in November we had that weird, it was like a breaker box from a house with a handle on it and it was plugged into the wall that everyone ran into. And that actually seemed to work better. I don't know. It, it was pretty funny. Um, was that not, was that not available for, I mean, did you guys not see that at the show last week? I, I think nobody thought of to even ask them if they had a uh, spider box. <clears throat> Cause they, you have to have that. Otherwise there's not enough power. I, I just joined via zoom. I was listening on YouTube, but what was the issue? Power went out on some of the no. stuff. It, was just, it just made things flaky, like weird Ooh. stuff was happening. You'd boot the same program twice. It would run once and then crash the other time. Like oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. The spider box, it's probably because the management changed just two weeks ago. So they probably didn't remember, but you got to have the box. So I guess next best, you know, whoever doesn't see the box, holler and they'll bring out the box because you got to have it. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, we just scrounged up whatever extension cords we could find and ran those around yeah and some people had stable systems i think it depended where in the in the room you were and then other people there was like a whole wall of us that was having weird weird issues i think in general you should probably i mean any for any show you know power is probably 
pretty iffy. I mean, as far as stable, you know, non-spike power. So you're probably better off if you have some sort of conditioning on your end. Just anyway, like maybe a UPS or something, if you can bring it, just because. Yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to get a small UPS. I, my main one I can't bring with me because that's keeping my server for work running while I'm gone. But I'll just pick up a small one. I saw, I saw a little one here at Dayton. You could, you could grab your little ways away from it, but it's a little a little uh 500 apc5 or yeah apc500 so you could put it in your bag great grand ladies uh saying in the chat here too says jason informed me if someone was soldering it would cause issues and there was live soldering going on so i don't know if that that has anything to do with it. i know some of the guitar amps were actually plugged in during the main part of the show like not during the the after hours thing and there was some talk that maybe those were drawing a bit too much power too or something <laughs> can you can you imagine how much power we actually draw i mean it's not like there was any kind of um energy efficiency ratings in the 80s right well that's why we all upgraded to static ram because that takes a little less power in six or nine see there's a reason everybody should upgrade to six or nine draws less power we can solve this problem well no because we all still <laughs> use linear regulators so we just burn it up as heat <laughs> well it, it wasn't like that every uh you know no not everybody had that problem one. Well, it's yeah. not like everybody was on one outlet either. So we, we did break it up a little bit. Yeah. And not everybody was having problems. Some people had no problems at all, but there was a, a group of us that was having numerous weird stuff happening. It wasn't and a it was predictable. The... Like once we moved it away, like if we took it back to a room or moved it to the seminar thing, then it worked fine type thing. So we, it was definitely yeah. something within the name. Probably office. noise and something in the lines. Yeah. Although... That's what some people were speculating. The guitar amps might've been doing that. Although I'm not, <laughs> a, wasn't a fan of that dance floor in the middle. No, no, that was pretty nasty. It almost got me a couple times. Yeah, I just about wiped out a few times, too. <laughs> anyway, Rick, sorry, we, we forgot to ask you about your, your general opinion of the show. That we're oh, kind of I'm going to agree with Tim Franklin. We can blame it on Steve's hair, because my monitor turned purple, too. <laughs> 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 on my demo, my demo He even blew out his own blue. camera there. He was all doing all the blue lighting. Yeah, the instead of camera light turned blue. So. I mean, everything just was going purple there, too. Um, yeah, the fest was a blur. I mean, between trying to hawk my stuff and pay attention to what everyone else was doing, I went into complete brain overload. I uh, had to write everything down in a notebook, which I lost. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I've been watching videos to re write down everything I remember based on what I see in the videos. And oh, yeah, yeah, okay. tried. about the time he told me this. So, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I left a stool either in my room or in the uh, uh, the notebook sitting with a wood bar stool somewhere. So here's my new friend, Carson. Carson has a swivelly padded base and likes the old wood bar stool. So I'm glad to meet him. Um, but, geez, yeah, if, if I agree to do something and I don't do it, send me an email because <laughs> I forgot to write it down or wrote it down. You left your brains in Chicago. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know it's. I really need to, to. We need to double up like alternate hours. Your booth is closed, and you get to go talk to people, and that way I can depressurize somehow. I don't know. So anyway, it was a great fest. I hope uh, next year I'll be in better practice. And yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll we'll kind of pre-plan a few things. Uh, Jim Brain, actually, I wanted to ask you one other question um, before I go on to the next person that was actually at the fest. Uh, of course, you weren't able to make it because of COVID, but uh, hopefully, your family and you are all doing well. Getting better. 
Cool. What's the question? Um, the attendance, because I know the attendance on Saturday was listed as uh, 112. And I do know like a few of us vendors had noticed there were some new faces wandering around on Sunday that weren't there on Saturday. But yep. uh, it sounds like they didn't count them or something. Well, I don't. <clears throat> they didn't. I mean, they some of those people were pretty registers. And so they may not have come on Saturday. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I did not get any numbers for Sunday. Um, okay. that were different so i i think you know there weren't any more people in su sunday or saturday but you're right there are a few different people that could only come like like um salvador could only be on a saturday and there was probably somebody that was like him but only could come on sunday oh, okay. um and i i can check i I'll, i can ask rich but <clears throat> you know i i was i asked them if we could please at least get a number for the end of saturday because everybody asks at the end of the day like well what was attendance and so i they probably took it literally like okay jim wants saturday numbers so let's make sure we get saturday <laughs> and then you know didn't really pay attention to to sunday numbers but uh, you know i'll see um but quite frankly um if i can get saturday numbers um and i never get sunday numbers i'll still consider that good enough because um, yeah, the majority of people have been there Saturday, so that's right. So, but but yeah, I mean, I know there was a couple of people that showed up on Sunday that weren't able to be there on Saturday or didn't know about it until Saturday and decided to show up on Sunday. So, you know, kudos for them, and I'm glad they were able to show. But I don't have a number for that. Okay, no, I just I was just curious. So, since yep. you were here, I thought I'd ask. Yep. And so, hopefully, you saw on the, the chat is delayed quite a bit, but we are, you know. The, we talked to Grant and I talked to Valerie, the lady that does the bookings for the ship, for the, for the venue. And we talked to her on, I don't know, it was Sunday or something. And they're, they're wanting a little bit more time to go and get the contract ready. They didn't want to sign it on Sunday. We were ready to sign it, but they didn't want to sign it because they were, they were, they needed to verify all the numbers and everything. Um, and so I said, okay, fine. I mean, that's okay. But I don't want to lose the date because we've we've purposely picked the 22nd 23rd or whatever that weekend is so you know what what do we do to make sure we can hold on to that date and she said i'll 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 lock the date in for you and and then we can work on the contract in the next few weeks so hopefully let's see it's it's been a week and i think they'd asked for two weeks so hopefully by the end of next week <clears throat> um you know we'll have a contract to look over and i do think the prices are going to grow up a little bit so this year the 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 total was like thirty five hundred dollars for the venue all in um and so it it may be around that it may be about four thousand dollars next year just because of price increases and whatnot so we'll just have to keep that in mind one of the things i did want to point out i hadn't posted about it but you know just so people are aware <clears throat> you all drank a boatload of coffee and and i did not <clears throat> i did not plan on that just be expected, so, I would think. I, well, it may be, but <clears throat> coffee's thirty-eight dollars a gallon. So, um, so, and you guys drank like uh, what was it? Uh, Fourteen gallons of of coffee in two days. And uh, so, when they when they brought the bill, Grant sent me a text, and he's like, "And there's a thousand dollars worth of drink." And I said, "What?" And he said, "Yeah, it's thousand dollars worth of coffee and tea and whatever." And tea wasn't that much, and and the hot cocoa was only like 150 bucks, but the coffee was like 500 and some dollars. And I said, well, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to think about that because 
I'm happy to put a coffee pot there, but <clears throat> but y'all are thirsty, and that's a lot of money. So, <laughs> so I, I'm not sure I'm going to fork over a thousand bucks for coffee. As it was, we went back and we said, "Listen, that really wasn't part of the contract, and you know we're willing to pay some of it, but that's a little that's a little pricey for coffee." So they 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 adjusted that down and took most of it off so we didn't have to pay for most of it but i have a feeling it'll be in the contract for next year and if that's what they're going to charge for coffee then i'll either have to say hey you know get in early and we're going to have like five gallons of coffee and that's it or you know what there's a starbucks or a mcdonald's down the street go get your own coffee i don't know is there another option possibly is maybe you have a little you know jar that people can throw like 50 cents I and that and that was another that was another idea I, I i thought about that too sorry yes is to say okay you know we'll do coffee and and we'll let everybody drink what they want but you know if you could put a buck in the kitty for coffee so we don't have to get you, know, you know i know i know coffee is awesome and some people just can't get going in the morning without it so fair enough but um it's not you know conference room coffee is 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 expensive it's always been expensive so <laughs> you're paying a premium and it's not premium coffee as far as i can tell so <clears throat> we need to kind of manage that now, like at the previous one um the previous venue where did you guys get the coffee because they usually brought it in like they didn't have a coffee service there i don't believe that's true and they that yeah the the what tony told me is that you know, they'd asked if the venue could provide coffee here in Point, and they charged, you know, incredibly large amount of money. And so Tony said, well, you know, Chris Hawk's wife and, and, and Linda would just go to like Dunkin' Donuts and pick up some of those little cardboard boxes of coffee, and whatnot, which worked fine. And Aaron Point evidently didn't care. But the way this venue is, is, is really outside food and drink is, is really not allowed. Oh, okay. um, and so... So that's not really an option to pursue. I mean, you individually, people can bring in drinks if they want within reason. Like if you showed up with a cup of coffee, then, you know, they're not going to get all upset about it. But I, I wouldn't be able to bring like a big Dunkin' Donuts, uh, you know, box of Joe or whatever they call that thing and okay. put it there. That would that would that would not fly. Yeah, because I mean, myself personally, I'd be okay with like the tip jar, or or even just make it so if you have to put in fifty cents every cup, you get whatever type thing. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I have a feeling Rather than having to we... drive off, you know, to find something, and I'm not paying Starbucks prices for coffee, so yeah. there is I can buy hardware for fair. those prices. I mean, there's a Seven Eleven very close by, so yeah, no, just I, out I, the back I, door. Yeah, I, I like the I like the idea of the um, of the tip jar. It's just I I was not expecting a thousand dollars of drinks that was that was a that was a lot of money so we had to kind of work on that <clears throat> well if you guys still had jolt cola i would have substituted that instead if that was cheaper but uh, yeah that, you have to talk to alan huffman about that <laughs> cool okay well th thanks a lot for popping on jim and, and letting us know about the date and what's happening and, and about the coffee because we'll definitely have to worry about that next year i i'm fully willing to pay a little bit extra for that myself so i did consume a lot probably like one of those 14 gallons was me <laughs> On Saturday. That's just a lot. That's just a lot of coffee. I mean, 14 gallons of coffee. You guys are big coffee drinkers. It's nuts. I have to say, like, even at work back in the old days when I worked 16 to 18 hour shifts, I would go through two pots by myself. 14 gallons. That's a typical Tuesday for Missy. <laughs> you know, you all have problems. You need to get somebody to look into that. <clears throat> Not even a gallon an hour. I brought my own coffee. I did not consume any coffee. I brought my own. 
Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Jim, for the for the updates and stuff too. And uh, glad glad you you and the family are feeling better. Yep. We missed we missed you at the show. I missed being there. I, I as I told Tony, I felt really bad for my daughter because we were, <clears throat> you know, I wasn't feeling good early in the week, but I thought I had recovered. And then it was Thursday, and I said, "Okay, we're good. We're going to leave Thursday night to come out." And then, and then my wife called and said, "Hey, I took a COVID test and I'm positive." And we were together not too many days ago because she was on the road. She said, "You probably should take it." But by that time, my daughter had fixed the pans and brownies, and she was had the cookies in the oven, and so it was it was really a bummer that because she was really in you know she was really she really enjoys going and 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 she enjoys seeing all of you, and so I know that was kind of a bummer for her. So, but maybe next time. Also, uh, Tim Franklin suggested in the chat here too. You could charge rent to use the bathroom, so all the coffee drinkers are using the bathroom <laughs> quite often. You, know, you could cover the cost that way. You like to pay toilets. There you go. I like charge that. About thinking out, charge thinking out the box. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go on uh, from uh, Rick, and I don't know who's bounced out, but Sloopy, you were there. So, what was your opinion of the show? You've actually been to them before. Yeah, uh, the I've last been one. to. Them one cocoa fest before and, so how was this compared to that compared to that one because that was a bit more limited like none of us connects can make it it was kind of at the tail end of covid restrictions and stuff so uh, at least this time i didn't offend the entire canadian uh nation so that's good but um yeah it was <clears throat> excuse me it was wonderful meeting all of you you uh you uh ken uh bruce um it seemed to have a little bit of different vibe than back in November, but it was uh, quite enjoyable. Um, I mean, I've been to VCF Midwest, VCF East many times before. So it had a lot of elements of that, but a little bit more camaraderie between the people because at VCF, you have the different factions of the various machines. You got the big iron people, you've got the micros, people that are into any micros and then people that are into specific micros like the Apple, Commodore, the Atari. Yeah. Right. And this, it's like everyone is, is focused on a single platform. So there's a lot more uh, intermingling and, and talking and discussion. And it was quite interesting. And I wish I'd gotten to see more of the talks, but uh, unfortunately that wasn't to be, but, I was able to catch them on the uh, on uh, on YouTube, which is good. And I think that there's like way too much to all take in at once and having it on YouTube to be able to catch the parts that you missed is great. And the as I, I think it was Ken was talking about how the, the height of different people is uh, different. I also noticed that seeing different people, in person as opposed to seeing them on video is a rather interesting um, yeah. thing also. I have to agree with you on the seminars being recorded because, I mean, I was busier at the booth having answered questions stuff. I didn't get a chance to attend any of the seminars. And usually I used to try to catch, catch a couple in person, but the seminar was starting. Somebody would be busy, you know, asking for a demo or asking questions. So I never got to. So it was critical for me. I actually went back, you know, after I got back here on, on Wednesday night and actually went and watched over two days, all the <laughs> seminars. So that that's definitely critical. I agree. Yeah, because I definitely mm. wanted to catch Paul Thayer's uh, seminar, but I wasn't able to, but <coughs> I was able to see it uh, on YouTube, um, which which was nice. Um, 
the literally it was it was a great time the only thing that that um that i would really consider a con or, or negative is the same thing as in uh all is in back in november is that it seems that on sunday although the show ends at three o'clock it seems to break down between 11 and one with people wanting to leave and such and, yeah they have um, long drives and stuff yeah and I and I see that um, I'm, uh, someone was talking about how they should extend it so that it's a full day Sunday and then the end is on Monday so that it's like a full weekend thing. Because I mean, if this was like a monthly thing or more often, I mean, I could understand it being just like a day and a half. But considering it's a yearly event where people are actually driving uh, anywhere from hundreds to tens of thousands of miles, tens of thousands of kilometers to get there. It's, it should be a little bit longer. Uh, I think it was Marco that was talking about um, how uh, the Apple uh, Fest in Kansas, I think it is Kansas Fest or something, is yeah. like a week long event. Six days. And, yeah, six days. And I think that it would probably be, um, be a benefit if we could make it more like that, not necessarily six days, because we don't have the, the draw of people that they do. <laughs> Maybe two or three days um, would be a better, uh, better thing so that you have more time to talk to people, interact with people, uh, see the things and do demos and such. Yeah, I agree. I, there was some talk about maybe extending it, like a Friday, like making it officially part of the show rather than just set up. Yep. And uh, I also talk about extending it on Sunday. I, I agree it should be a little bit longer. I'm not sure which side it should be on, which is easier for people with work schedules and stuff. If it's better to, you know, get there halfway through Friday it's at noon or if it'd be better to extend it on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would probably be better to extend it like start it have it like friday saturday and then half day sunday because most people don't want to take off two different weeks um and if you have it like ex extending earlier into the week then they would only have to take off earlier and take off one week and maybe a day of the next week or something yeah so that, i, I uh, think it's something we'll have to discuss but we do need to extend it yes. i think it's something we all agree on that we should Give us yeah. some extra time. I say we take a vote on it while Grant's not here so that he can't uh, veto it. <laughs> there is kind of a natural demarcation there. The people that are really, really into it will be there maybe on Friday, whereas just general public Saturday. Or, you right. Know. So there, there, I would go an extra day. Yeah, I get the weekend somehow and see more, do more. Uh, Sloopy, I am here, by the way, just to let you know. Oh darn! I've been busted. <laughs> we'll get to you later, Grant. You just, you came in late, so you don't count for a while yet. Um, yeah. Next up, Mr. David Ladd. Or is he having a sneeze fest at the moment here? Mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on. I'm here. I think. Yep. Am yeah. Am I there you are. okay? There. You are. He's he's allergic Sorry. to my BS. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's getting deep in here. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. Trust me. I really needed the, uh, the vacation. Um, even though that many people go, you don't work. How do you need a vacation? Uh, you need a vacation from your day-to-day -day life sometime. <laughs> Agreed. But yeah, it's, uh, um, I had fun. It was great to see people in person because especially with COVID the last 
two years, you know, not going anywhere, it, it, it wears on you. So it, it, it was great to get out. Um, I was trying to get boat and John to show up, but they said it's eight hour drive. And I'm saying, you're going such wimps. I mean, yes, like it was eight and a half for me. It's like, geez. And it was how many hours for you? 40. So it's like, geez, grow a pair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm going to really slam it into them at Boat Fest. I'm going to try to convince them to come out next year. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to actually publicly ridicule them on their own show, basically. So we'll see what, the, what I can do there. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't really bring anything with me. Um, I know Terry Steen was like, did you bring your grease weasel with you so we could see if we could recover some floppies? I'm like, uh no i didn't because <laughs> my <clears throat> to give you an idea my car was loaded down with cdi development machines to the point where my car was sagging in the back driving to coco fest eric so canales had to deal with that after that no it literally it was like that bad but that means you had a lot of room left to get stuff on the way back, right? Strangely enough, I got worse gas mileage going home than I did going to the fest. Actually, we hit that too, though. But we had a strong headwind the entire way back. Like my uh, kilometers per liter fell from like sixteen point some down to thirteen point nine on the way back. And normally, it's it's better than going that direction. But it was, you know, thirty to fifty mile an hour winds right in your face the entire way. So, yeah. On the way. On the way home, I was ready for a big snowstorm. I had plenty of weight in the back of the car. Uh, I'm not going to comment on what from. The hernia makers I gave them. <laughs> uh, Jason Record, are you there? Because I know you're kind of on the road and stuff here, so I don't want to waste your time too much. Or you're, you're parked. I'm parked. I've, I've made it back to the hotel. It started to rain in Hambenchen. It looked like it was a nasty storm brewing, so. We opted to head back to the hotel and uh, get cleaned up and for dinner later with with some folks. But uh, no, it was it was uh, I'd say it's the best Cocoa Fest I've ever been to, and I've only been to what four of them. But I, I had a great time. Got to got to talk to a lot of people, sold some stuff. I, I even beyond just selling the stuff, it was great to just be able to interact with the people that enjoy the things that I've that I've made. So that was, that was really, really fun. And um, then I, but I think, I think my highlight and I have video of this and I haven't, I haven't done any, anything with it yet, but David Ladd autographed two, uh, two floppy disks uh, for, uh, Oh God. Oh my God. Those are worth gold now. <laughs> I know uh, Stevie has one. And the other one I have to give to Sarah, we're going to, Sarah's going to, she's going to frame it. Oh, geez. <laughs> but I actually, ooh. Ooh, yes i had to go um had to go across the uh the way to uh home home or not home depot office depot and get a silver sharpie because i forgot to bring one and uh got to, got to play uh frogger going across the uh the road there with uh with taylor and amy over to going over to the uh, office store so good times i i, I had a blast and uh I can't wait to do it again, and uh, was glad to be everyone a- be able to come down this time because uh, yeah, it's a big improvement. Uh, but I knew the other one would be, you know, the last one was going to be like just due to the 
all the unpleasantness. But I, I had I had a great time. I I didn't get to see a lot of the uh, presentations, but uh, those are out there on YouTube. I popped in from time to time, so I, I had a great time. And other than the fire alarm going off Sunday evening, I, it was great. Well, it's not yeah, a cocoa fest that. without the fire department. Right. Our I elevator doesn't go all the way. elevators. Yeah, our but elevator I, I, doesn't I, go all the way to the top. Grant, <laughs> right. what did you do? Because I wasn't there. I had nothing to do with it. I believe I, I blame it on Curtis. Uh-huh. I, I was, but by the time that happened, I was probably halfway between Pennsylvania and West Virginia, so I definitely didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> there was just smoke. Yeah, there was I, it's a burnt hydraulic smell or something, but right, right. I guess the, it wasn't the, too serious. I didn't have to leave the building or anything. Did anyone smell the hydraulic fluid in the second elevator? That's the one that had the problem. Ah, yeah, it was one halfway down. Yeah, Ken Ken was mentioning he smelled that too. Yeah, every time I got in, and I had to hear it. <laughs> Not naming anyone's names, but her initials are Missy. <laughs> well, well, since Grant was kind of. In- Sorry, good. Those aren't initials. That's all. <laughs> and since Grant's here, you know, finally, even though he's you know one of the people that organized the fest, and he shows up late. But um, what was your opinion of the show as both an attendee and as also the person organizing? Did things go according to plan? Did you see some things you can improve? Because this is your first year actually, kind of being in charge of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I think uh, everything went uh, as planned, and probably even better, uh, especially since they changed the management company. So. Basically, I had to go back and redo everything in two weeks that was planned for five months. But uh, uh, luckily, the hotel did a great job on the uh, convention side of things, and the dinner went very well. Uh, did you guys enjoy the dinner? Yeah, I quite yeah, it was good. Yeah, all right, great. But uh, so the dinner was awesome, and uh, we did get the buffet for the uh, Sunday and Monday. Uh, so that's something that they are going to definitely do for next year. But overall, I, the show went better than I thought uh, because I was expecting, you know, 112 people on Saturday alone. So that was kind of surprising. But the uh, the presentations went great. Everybody seemed to have a great time. So uh, I guess I'm not fired as, as of right now. So. <laughs> now, are, are we planning next year? Like this is also the first year we experimented with no admittance fee to get in as just an attendee. I mean, the, the table vendors obviously had to pay for the tables. Um, is that something you're planning on doing again? next year as well and did, did it have an effect did it bring in some people that might not have otherwise come locally like that normally attend bcf or something but don't ever come to coco fest yeah i will uh, definitely work with uh, jim brain on that but i me personally i think that yes this did help out because we did have people come in on saturday uh, morning uh from the local area who actually purchased tables the day of and uh sold stuff uh you know and then they after they sold everything then they left but yeah so we actually made some uh some additional revenue on that, so which was good. So, I so think it's worth, worth pursuing that same model again next year, and we'll see you know, after a couple of years if it kind of dies out or it, not. Exactly. And I, shall, I was also talking with Jason Timmons. We're also going to try to do some uh, advertising uh, at the VCF Midwest to get the, those folks that who are interested in uh, retro computing to uh, you know find out about Coco Fest, and hopefully even more of them will attend uh, next year. So, so that's just a couple of ideas. Yeah, one thing I would suggest, um, if, if Steve, you can make a playlist of all the video that was shot at the fest this year, the seminars, the general walk around the tables, et cetera, maybe some other third party ones, like I know Ken and a few others did some blogs and Taylor and Amy did too, is to have a, a playlist of links of all of those and maybe hand out a card or QR code or something at BCF 
that directs you to that so they can kind of check out what the show's like, what's involved, what what happens at it type thing. And hopefully that will encourage them to come out to the Coco Fest next year. Cool. Yeah, and I think we're planning on having a table too next year. And I, I also, I, Eric Canales is also talking about doing a sponsorship with uh, BCF Midwest as, as well. So. so let me ask you guys a question. What do you guys see that we can improve on? I did like the idea of uh, D. Bruce Moore's idea. I think that's something I'll work with him on next year. Um, and back to Sloopy's question about maybe extending it. Uh, that has been brought up to me several times uh, that maybe we should go to the Tandy Assembly uh, method where they do the presentations on Friday. Uh, therefore, you know, everything's pretty much opened up on Saturday and Sunday. So that's that's an idea that's been floating around. Um, but anything else that you guys like to see improved or changed or additional ideas? I think additional time. I'm not sure about putting the presentations on Friday because some of the locals that, you know, aren't going to take extra time off would then miss them entirely if that's the only day you're doing. If you're putting some on Friday, some on Saturday, some on Sunday, that's a different story. But personally. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be over all three days is what I would plan on doing. But I know Tanya Simi does a lot more uh, high-tech um, seminars on Friday. They're tech, mm. what they call it, Tandy Tech Track, or they call it. Yeah, where they really get into the innards where the only specialized people would probably attend because it's really high-level stuff. Exactly. That's something mm -hmm. to kick around and think about. Anything else that you guys want to see changed or improved on? Uh, <clears throat> well, I think that the experiment of having free admission, actually, if it did bring people in, then that was worth it right there because, uh, you know, obviously you guys didn't lose any money on, on the show. Um, the coffee thing, like I said, putting in a donation thing because it was expensive um, and I'm not dropping drinking coffee sorry <laughs> <laughs> i i will have to admit that when i saw the bill uh and the bill was actually like fifteen hundred dollars for all the drinks and i'm like uh i'm gonna get right back to you and i went back upstairs and and uh talked to jim brain about that and he was like what <laughs> <laughs> so luckily we're they were good uh and nice enough we were able to negotiate that price down quite a little bit but uh, yeah something we definitely need to think about though for next year um, but I think Curtis is probably the one who drank the most coffee, so he should pay the most next year. I, I, so. Well, I, like I said, I'd be willing to pop in some money into a little cup there per cup just to, to keep it down to <laughs> a tolerable level. I say just grab a uh, grab two kegs and be done with it. But I mean, the covered. other option of me going to a Starbucks, I mean, I, for one Starbucks coffee, I could buy a Cocoa SDC. So no, thank you. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I'll join I mean, the Vendor if, Coffee Club. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if worst comes to worst, we might just, just do it in the mornings, you know, since that's probably when most people drink coffee and maybe not have it throughout the day. I mean, there's there's things I'll work with Jim Brain on and see if we can get that ironed out. And who knows, well, maybe with these new uh, with the new contracts that we'll be negotiating here next week or two, um, we can negotiate something with the coffee as well. So, yeah, like here, if, like even if they allow you to bring in like, you know, third party, just coffee, like we'll still do, you know, all the food and stuff through them type thing. Like if, if that's something that they're not willing to or willing to oh, Jim, entertain. Oh, is Jim Brain still on the call? I didn't know. I'm sorry. Is he? That's okay. I'm I, I I'm here. I just I, I you sounded like you were speaking to me in third person, like I'd I'd passed away or something. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. And I, I don't know, you could be exhausted. Yeah. <clears throat> I was walking around trying to find Jason, but now he's back at the hotel. So so much for that. <clears throat> well, I didn't know you were gonna be there. Well, I obviously didn't know I was going to be here either, but I got my negative test, so I'm like, crap, I'm not missing two weekends of cool things in a row. So. Yeah, we, the, I, I looked at the radar, the storm was brewing, we left it started in the rain, I'm like, good timing. 
Yeah, it's still it's not, it hasn't touched down here yet. It just it's just complaining a lot. So. Well, and Sarah was tired. Well, that's that's more important. <clears throat> okay, I think we've covered everybody that was at the show. So for the remaining people on the panel, for those of you that watched the show, what? Sorry, except for me. Oh, didn't we? Oh, sorry. You were there. <laughs> I guess I was. Okay, you're so tall. I just saw legs. I didn't know who it was. So. Now, go ahead, Mark. Sorry, my my I, apologies. I didn't have much to say overall. I was I was not very prepared, and so my stuff didn't go that well. But I helped Rick out with his network card, and that seemed to attract a lot of attention, a lot of interest. So that's good. And I think you had a fair bit of interest on the on the boomerangy too. So mind you, you didn't have everything there to kind of get it all going fully. Yeah, I had the bits and pieces, but I didn't have the time to get everything put together. So, anyway. but you'll be ready for next year, right? Uh, that's the plan. And uh, like I said, I've gotten some interest uh, otherwise. So I got people I need to get back to and get them some stuff. So it'll all be good. Cool. So I got one question. So if we were to extend it to Friday, would people come on Friday, you think? Or Oh, yeah. I would. I, I would definitely try. The only thing that would prevent me is if I'm really swamped with work. Then I might have I would, to just, <clears throat> just, would, just be, be aware. Keep it Sunday. Go ahead, Jim. Well, I was just be aware that, I mean, we pay for Saturday and Sunday. And so, you know, figure all in, what is it, like $3,000, $3,500. So you're talking about $1,800 a day. If you, if you, if you reserve it for, for Friday, which is fine, um, but that's another $1,800. So we need to find a place, you know, we need to find where that money is going to come from. Right. So it may be that you do Friday, but then you have to charge admission because you got to cover <clears throat> you got to cover the eighteen hundred dollars. It probably is a little bit cheaper on Friday, but I don't know. Um, mm. So, you know, there's a there's a trade off. Right. How many people are going to come? And, you know, I don't I don't I'm not trying to be a wet blanket. I'm just, mm. you know, this show can reality. Take an idea. Ah. Yeah. yeah. This show can kind of take an idea and like go all the way forward with it. I just want to kind of not try to necessarily rain on everybody's parade, but there's money involved here. <clears throat> Can you get a conference room without the main hall or some kind of division like that for the you you can. You you can. The individual rooms I think are about four hundred dollars a day. I think the main room is nine hundred dollars a day. So um you could get the those the two little rooms like the one that was um that that we did the presentations in you could get that room for four hundred and there's a room across the we don't use it, but there's another room that's off to the end of the ballroom. It's out. That's out out past that um, uh, walkway that goes outside, <clears throat> and that's a, probably another four hundred dollars there. I forget what the name of it is. So yeah, you could do another room, but you know that's four hundred. But that's just the room rent. So you got four hundred, and you got the tables, and you got the, you know, I don't know, you got the tax and the resort fee and everything else. So by the time you're done, you're probably you're probably six hundred dollars, maybe six fifty or so for one of the rooms. And don't forget so, another so five gallons of coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. That's true. So, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say don't do it. I'm just thinking, it's great, and maybe if we negotiate all three days, then you know maybe we'll get a little bit better deal and whatnot if we're going to do it. But we really kind of got to commit to having people there. One of the things you know you asked about, you know, free admission, and and I was one of the folks in in addition to Grant that that thought that was a cool idea, and I crunched the numbers beforehand, and I was pretty sure that if we if we got the tables sold, which we almost sold all the tables, if we got the tables sold and we did, um, uh, you know, at least two grand in, in auction proceeds, which we, which we, or I guess $1,000 in auction proceeds um, and the dinner, 
um, then we'd have the money we needed to to pay for the show, and and we did. So we we made we we broke even and then some on that. Um, but you will have to refigure it if we decide to do the Friday, because if only you know thirty people show up for Friday, I probably should have somebody ask uh, how many people show up at Pandy Assembly on Friday, because only three thirty people show up, and we know it's six hundred dollars for one of those side rooms. Um, and then people will be like, oh, it's kind of cramped. We really need the second room. Well, that's another $600. So you're $1,200 for the day and blah, 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 blah. Pretty soon you're, you're, you know, you're underwater on the, on the fest and that's probably not a place we want to be. Yeah. I agree. That, that definitely has to be fully looked into to see if it's, uh, going to have required like admission like prices again. So. Okay. So for those of you on the panel that were not at the show and we missed you all. Uh, but managed to watch it through live streams or have caught up on the streams afterwards uh, that are on the I'm a Coconut channel on YouTube. What were your opinions? Uh, how was the streaming, uh, for example? I know there were some issues that we didn't have direct feeds uh, from the microphones. We're picking up a lot of room noise from you know the back of the room type thing out in the hallway where people were walking by and talking. Um, I don't know if there's a possibility of getting something set up for next year that we can actually you know, get a feed right off the mic or a mixing board or something to try to get a clean signal from it. But that was one thing I noticed personally looking at the videos after the fact, but what, what was your overall opinion of the show? Does people like, you know, Nick oh, uh, Curtis, Curtis, I'll yeah. say one thing real quick. Uh, that's something that uh, Jim brain and I and Stevie are going to be working on is getting some of our own audio video equipment to hopefully uh, do a better job streaming in the future. So that's something we're definitely looking into next year. Okay, cool. They don't have that equipment there themselves is I guess what I'm getting at. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, your, your point is valid. I think, uh, you know, and that was, and, I, and I'll take the hit for that. What I told people is, listen, <clears throat> the, fork, the focus of the show is the show for the people who are there. The feed is great. And so whatever we can do for the feed, you know, we'll do for the feed. But, but you know, it's, it's kind of as is where is on the feed. And, and Steve was like, hey, I just made the decision to come. And then I was going to do some of it and I couldn't show up. And so that, you know, that, that was that. But <clears throat> Steve and I did talk and we're going to, um, he's going to be at VCF Midwest. I'm going to be at VCF Midwest. And for those of you who are, we're going to probably, we're going to buy some equipment and do a dry run at one of the tables at VCF Midwest to see, because it's not enough to have good equipment. The problem is we need to have equipment that is super simple to run. I told him it really needs to be something where anybody you walk in and you say, okay, push a button and you're recording or, or you're streaming or whatever. And that's all it requires because who wants to be stuck at the control board all weekend as opposed exactly. to enjoying? Yeah. I agree. Okay. So for anybody else, the panel, Nick, uh, I'm assuming you watched some of it live. I don't know if Melly, if you did watch in the show live or. Uh, it was good. No. And the camera angles were okay. Yeah. No real problems. Yeah. We didn't have to look up David Ladd's nose like last time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I just make sure you're awake, David. I really enjoyed watching the uh, Saturday Night Jam. That was really cool. That was uh, fun to watch. Yeah, it was, it was fun, fun to trolling Stevie. Uh, the sound yeah. quality was bad on the Saturday Night thing. Uh, it was bad. Was that just, just, just your guitar playing? <laughs> yeah, Nick, that, the sound quality in person was even worse, so be glad you weren't there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Grant obviously was there. Um. Yeah. 
Millie, did you watch any of it or? Wake up. I did, yeah. <laughs> any any comments on how the streaming was working type thing? <laughs> the streaming's great. Yeah. It, it, it worked. Um, and I mentioned in the chat, I don't know if the chat was being picked up or not, but uh, in the chat, the audio was serviceable. I mean, you could put it on headphones and it would be uh, a bit clearer, but it worked even without them. There were some people complaining about the audio in chat, and it's like, it's a webcam halfway across the room, and we can still get it. So it worked. Okay. I mean, for watching the streams afterwards, like I, like I said, I didn't have time to actually attend any of the seminars this year except my own. Um, so, yeah, for you know, the I, repeats, being able to pick them up and put it on YouTube with better audio would be better for preservation. Mm -hmm. But for at least just getting an idea of what was going on, the streams that were done were great. I loved it. I've had to add, the, the audio was good enough that YouTube subtitled it properly. So, Actually, yeah, is that something I don't know if everybody's aware of, but we got a ton of copyright notices that we're going to get, get demonetized because apparently we played <laughs> our jam session so well that we had about 20 copyright claims, <laughs> I guess, thinking we were playing the original track. So I took that, as, as Stevie mentioned, as a... YouTube. That's just going to happen. You can counter it, but that's there are people that are copyright happy on there. That's kind of a notorious thing. Yeah, because I mean, we were just doing cover songs. We usually didn't finish them. <laughs> so I was oh, kind of if it was a cover, then yeah, people are gonna try and copy strike you. Okay. So just be that's careful just... with that, because you can get your channel in trouble. Been there. Just keep. An yeah, we've been eye there. Yeah. Been there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. I mean, we're just having fun. We're just playing stuff, you know, that, you know, three people remembered how to play out of the 10 that were involved type thing. Are you and, sure it uh, was a copy strike and not a crappy strike? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody begging mercy. You may have a point there, Nick, but. Uh... <laughs> now, I just it was funny because I, I, I recognize some of the songs that I played on. I'm going, I didn't play it that good. You should even be able to recognize it. I'm kind of surprised. So. <laughs> I took it as a flattery thing. If they thought it was close enough that I was matching an ACDC song to hit a copyright strike, it was like, wow, I played that better than I thought. Yeah, there's some people that play only a few seconds, just a few seconds, like a couple of seconds that uh, anything copyrighted, they're going to get striked for like a second or two of copyrighted stuff. So they're really on it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I, I thought the rules were more loose if you're covering it. Like if you have a cover band in a bar type thing being no, live streamed. Um, might have to, I used to go through um, asset libraries and like figure out how to give the, well, they're just going to monetize it usually, which is really irritating. Yeah, so that's all they did in this case. It was just the monetization, the yeah. shutdown, not, not take the channel down. Type yeah. Thing. Which we were fine with. I mean, if that that's perfectly legitimate. On, in this case, because we're playing somebody I mean, else's song. They can have the 20 cents. <laughs> yeah, tens of tens of fives of cents or whatever uh, Dale Lear quoted there years back. I just flattered, flattered that they thought we were playing it well enough you could recognize the song. That was that was a big plus for me. Well, there's an idea. You should have a competition whereby people have to write their own songs and perform it on the day. And it's got to be Coco oriented. So, yeah, we've had a few of those in the past. Song. Now we've had Bruce, we've had uh, Rick, <laughs> we've had uh, yeah, 
Taylor and Amy, of course, have done the, their one this year, too. So, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I can't sing, though. So, Nick, you'll have to do the singing for me. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anybody else in the panel that was not there that might have watched the stream? I don't think so. No, I think we've gone through everybody. Uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Murrow, did you have any further comments? You, you you said it was kind of fun. You especially enjoyed the jam. Uh, did you catch the seminars and stuff too? I caught a couple of them uh, during the fest. And uh, and uh, yeah, I'd agree. The sound, it was, it was, uh, the sound was, was a little challenging sometimes. Yeah, I think it depends how well you're hearing us too. Like, because I've been playing loud rock guitar for 30 plus years, my ears are pretty well blown. So, you know, when I'm trying to lift, you know, pick up stuff, I was hearing more of the background noise, probably more than somebody with, you know, normal hearing would have had. But it was still intelligible. I mean, I still watched oh, yeah. all, all the seminars. So, yeah, it was still, it was still intelligible for sure. And the fact that Jim and Stevie and, and Grant are working on, you know, getting equipment to solve that problem once and for all, I think it's a great idea. So, well worth it. Yep. So, comments in the chat, I'll just mention here. Um, It'd be cool if there was a way to get a video feed too. I don't know if how possible that is. Yeah, I think we'll we'll probably have to have some follow up, you know, Zoom meetings or something with some of the Glenside people to just you know see what kind of things we do to tweak. Um, but the general format seemed to work okay, and having the extra pauses between the seminars, I think, really helped a lot of people too. Instead of having to rush from one to the other type of thing. Uh, yeah, so and, I plan, and, I, and I plan to uh, extend those next year too. So. Maybe instead of 15 minutes, maybe it'll be 30 minutes and maybe cut the uh, number of presentations down a little bit. Well, if we had extra time on Sunday or extra time on Friday, that you might still have the same number. There'll just be even more spread out to give time. Exactly. Yeah. It just gave us time to go to the restroom. Yeah. Uh, Rocky, I'll oh, sorry, good. Thank you. Oh, more I was going to say, the hour, and a half, the hour and a half lunch really worked out well, too, this year. Yeah. Yeah. Sraki says, I and a bunch of other people unknowingly drank decaffeinated coffee out on a boat for about a week. We had no idea caffeine withdrawal was so bad. Must have been the caffeine. I've been through that myself. Um, Tim Franklin says, Coco Players, the Yoko Ono of YouTube. That's probably more accurate than I'd like to admit. Um, Scott Cooper said, I appreciated any feed from the Coco Fest I could get. Thank you. Uh, eighth bit in the basement. I followed most of the Saturday streams. I found it all to be fine. Audio and video were maybe a little iffy at times, but I'm stuck in Europe and enjoyed what I saw. That's the other thing too. Like we have a lot of people in Europe that can watch uh, that, you know, probably, especially now with prices of gas and plane flights and stuff, that there's no way they can make it here unless they're multimillionaires. So it, it's good to have that kind of stuff. Uh, James Diffendaver says, I could hear someone answering their phone over the top of one speaker. Yeah, I, I thought that too. <laughs> And once again, that's what once once they get these iron, you know, audio details ironed out, get some equipment that we can actually directly feed it, then that'll solve all of that in one fell swoop. But I mean, for jury rigging it together in a hurry, especially when some of the principals weren't able to make it, like Jim, uh, I think it like it went pretty well. I, I didn't miss anything in the seminars, and I've watched them all, so I mean, I might have to rewind a little bit and go, oh, that's what he said, but you know, it was it wasn't too bad. So I think it was a very successful fest. I had a blast. Uh, as I mentioned, it was probably the funnest one I've been to since the first one, since I started coming back. Um, I think some other people have mentioned, uh, Jason had mentioned it was the best one he's been to, period. Um, but other, other old timers out there that have been to them, you know, many times over the years, where, where would you rank it? You know, one of the top five or something, or is it average or? I like the new fest. In the old days, we had more people, but a lot of the people that went through were just kind of walking through. 
<laughs> and now everyone there was interested in what's going on. So I really more engaged. That. Yes. Yeah, I found that found that too. I mean, we had a fair number of people engaged, but there was a lot of people that just you know kind of just came out to come out, or maybe they came with somebody you know as somebody that was really interested in. They weren't that much. I don't know. But even the people that, you know, like Marine that came out, uh, who's nothing to do with the retro or Coco community at all. And she had fun. That, that, that was a testament, I think, that the show is just generally fun. It doesn't have to be that you're into retro computers or into the Coco. I thought it was... Go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. I was, thought it was interesting that evidently the show has gotten popular enough that we had, I can't remember, it was a a siding company or a bathtub remodel company tried to get a table. Um, <laughs> so, I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't publicize it, but, <clears throat> but uh, you know, somebody's like, Hey, I, I'd like to do a, you know, a show. And, and it's, I can't remember. It was one of those, you know, totally not retro related things. And, and so Tony was like, no, we're not going to do that. Now, so, Jim, if they I, want to put a hot tub in the corner for some of us, that might not be a bad yeah, idea. Well, okay, you know, no, I'm sorry. All of you. <laughs> oh, you heard about the threat I'm of not, David Ladner's Speedo, I take it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not young, and I'm not in the best of shape, and some of you are in worse shape than me, and I would not want to see me in a hot tub at the show. So, nope, that that's a no there. So, nope. Oh, come uh, on now. You know you'd love it. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very self-conscious about my girlish figure. Thank you very That's much. Right. Well, you all can you all can get those uh, those uh, jacuzzi suites at the hotels right near the area there and do that on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever well, we have a pool. I mean, people could have went and swam if they wanted to, though I don't know if anybody did. So, yeah, no, there was. I mean, behind the scenes, it's it's kind. Of, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that sort of stuff happens every every year, but. Um, but yeah, we had that. And then of course the coffee thing, and there was just a couple of interesting stuff, interesting things that, you know, don't actually, uh, you know, get talked about at the show, but, but they kind of happen behind the scenes. So. Oh, thanks for sharing that with that, but that's, that's kind of funny. I wasn't expecting that. And other than that, I, I like, we're not doing a regular news segment today. We're going to save that for next week. We want to concentrate on the fest wrap up here. Um, there's some there's I'll mention for next week, we actually have a special guest to get interviewed, Todd Wallace, who's Lord Dragon on our discord. Uh, he's done a lot of like music players and he's done the uh, IBM CJ font for Nitrous 9 and a bunch of other things. And he released that game a few weeks ago. So he's going to be on to talk about the game because it's the first game he's ever written in machine language. And he said he might have a version, too, of one of his other older programs out that he to be able to show off next week as well. So we're going to do a full interview with him. We've had him on before with just like one specific project. We'll actually kind of cover his whole, you know, history of the Coco type thing. We've also going to be having some game developer updates. Um, if they can come on or not, I, there's some stuff from the Festa show. Like obviously Bruce has talked about his, maybe we'll get some video shot of his game running with the MP3 player running in the background. Um, John Strong had previewed his Dr. Coco, which is a clone of the Dr. Mario arcade game, uh, which he actually did a seminar on the development of, and it's gotten a lot further in that game than he did uh, last time I saw it. So I think it's just about done. Uh, we also got you know, we'll try to show Glenn Hewlett's Robotron that was released. And there's a three or four other ones. I think Nick, Nick's got an update to do next week. And there's a few other people that have got updates as well. So we're going to have a kind of a game centric uh, episode next week, along with the Todd Wallace interview. So look forward to that for next week. Um, I don't have too much else to add. I, I am guesting on another show here 
not too long from now. I don't want the crowd to grab something to eat, so I won't keep you guys too long. But is there anything else you guys wanted to cover that's not specifically fest related? I'd just like to make one little announcement uh, that's kind of Cocoa Fest related. Uh, just be on the lookout here. Probably in the next uh, two to three weeks, I'll be sending out a survey to everybody who attended to uh, get their feedback on everything. So, so I should check my junk mail. Is what you're telling me? Exactly. <laughs> okay. gotcha. And promptly ignore it. Is there one? Of, is this one of these surveys that they actually entice people to do them? You have to have a little prize. Maybe I can finally win a door prize for the first time ever. I think we already got that already through your coffee bill. <laughs> My one gallon prize. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I heard the I heard the cocoa, uh, the hot cocoa went over very well. So I'm, I'm glad whoever suggested that in November. That would be a cool idea. And it's cheaper too, isn't it? It is. It was cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> coffee is $38 a gallon and tea is $28 a gallon. And I think like the hot cocoa was like, I don't know, maybe. 15 or $10 or whatever. So in that yeah, case, I can help my, my contribution to the bill next year. I will make mochaccino type things. So I'll do half hot chocolate, half cup coffee. Well, no, that was the thing. Down. People were yeah. putting the cocoa in the coffee. Oh, what? really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we, we, there's some, like some of our uh, arenas and stuff sell it that way up here. Cause a lot of people drink it that way. Oh yeah. You take the cocoa yeah. mix, you dump it in the coffee and you're good. Well, huh. yeah, I guess, that. I guess, no judgment, but that's weird. <laughs> it might make it's it palatable. Honest. <laughs> but that'll cut me down to like half a gallon a day, so that should help the bill a bit. Well, no, you still get the gallon of coffee, but then you get a gallon of cocoa, too. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, we, we ready for the, the game on? Yeah, I think so. I think we've done well, covering the fest, so. Thanks, thanks for everybody that came uh, out. Thanks for everybody that watched, and... and Glad everybody had a good time. And now on to game on. There you go. Okay. Let me do the One, intro. Two, four, right. All right. Take it away, Sloopy. Welcome to the Game On Challenge this week. And let's see what those scores were. This was a double header this week too, right? Yes, it was. We were playing uh, Paper Route and uh, Network Highway. Network, I mean, Net Nightmare <laughs> Highway. <laughs> I see I'm not the only one who's sleep deprived over the Cocoa Fest. Yeah, for some reason, even when I was allowed to go to bed, I couldn't sleep. Yes. And performance anxiety, sorry. This went a lot better in my head and in rehearsal. All right. Game on challenge 116, paper route and nightmare highway. We played paper out with 14 players. And in 14th position, Mr. Dave, 6309, with a score of 200. 13th, Mark B with 1,000. 12th, R. Allen Murphy, 2,400. 11th, Tasman with 3,700. 10th, AJ of the infamous 
Tim and AJ, sibling rivalry, because I'm not pronouncing that, sorry. 4450. L. Curtis Boyle, our professional game player, 7450. That's Buck Owens, that's not me. Position eight. Hey, that name looks familiar. 8300. Seven. Sabhead, 8400. Six, David Craker, 9050. Fifth, Rich N with 9300. Fourth, Paul Shoemaker, 10,700. Third place, Jim Rye, 15,900, who was also our uh, guest host last week. Second place, Tim Lindner with 25,700. Before you get to first, I want to make a comment on here because the paper, it was actually the sibling rivalry shows game of the week. Yes. And they both played and actually AJ had won. And yep. then Tim snuck back in afterwards and played a bunch of games to get a better score to submit, which uh, AJ oh. did not know about. And she's <laughs> a little bit miffed. So I just wanted to mention that. Uh, you'll see it in the comments on their video. Anyway, please continue. Yep. AJ, this is your uh, proof that he cheats. All right. <laughs> And the number one in Paperboy is Eight Bits in the Basement with 43,600. Holy crap. That's a big spread. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people started playing it a little bit and were like, uh. <laughs> and then we also played Nightmare Highway, that Coco Classic or Coco Fest Classic. We had 11 drivers. 11th, Charlie, the son of Flutterball. 10th, Mr. Dave, 6309 at 15.07. <coughs> 9th, Mark B with 20.61. 8th, Al R. Allen Murphy at 29.80. 7th, the illustrious Mrs. Karen Steen at 5,006. 6th, Rich N at 54.71. Fifth, L. Curtis Boyle, 12271. Fourth, Damon Beals at 12,761. Third, Jim Rye at 13,531. Second, me, woohoo, at 13,999. And the number one driver was Flutterball with 19,473. Thanks for playing and go, go on. And this was a uh, um, excellent uh, choice of games. And uh, unfortunately, I did not do the uh, other things that uh, are usually here. So we are just going to discuss the games themselves. Um, I didn't do the research because I wasn't told that, hey, I needed to do that. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody knows about the story behind Nightmare Highway of the Terry Steen couch encounter coming to a fest a few years back, which has now spawned a video game. It spawned a song. Right. Um, but uh, Ken Reichard wrote that one. It's kind of a response to what happened. And it's, it's a very fun game. Low res. And he's got a lot of humor even describing the game, you know, programmed 100% ML and basic type of thing. Um, Paper Paper Root is a clone of Paperboy from the arcades, which is originally made by Atari. Um, 
the Coco version is actually, I mean, it's a bit slow and a little bit choppy, but it actually plays pretty close. I've seen worse clones of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it uh, had some issues when it was first written for 64K Coco ones. It was done before the Coco three was announced. They didn't know that, you know, a little bit of Ram near the top was going to disappear. So the, if you bought the earlier version of it back in the day, it will not run in the Coco three properly. It actually crashes. Um, there is patch versions available now, both from DICOM and there's other patches which have added a bunch of other extra cheat modes and stuff there too that you can do. And you can run double speed, etc. But it plays like your the regular arcade game. You're, you're trying to deliver papers. The color of the door tells you whether the guy's a subscriber or not. So if it's a subscriber, you have to either put the paper right on his front door or you have to throw it in his mailbox and you'll get this little red flag that pops up on the mailbox if you succeed. If it's a non-subscriber, you're trying to hike it through their windows to tick them off, I guess, because they're not subscribing. So screw them. You're going to smash their windows out and you dodge like cars and dogs and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's a fun game. It's a fun game. I don't have any tips or tricks for it, though. I sucked at it. So. Yeah, my skills in, in it are not that great either. I mean, it was one of my favorite arcade games, but I was never able to find a decent uh, uh, home port of it. And yeah. it's not exactly the type of game that you can that you can really play on MAME because of the special controls. It actually had a pair of handlebars that you'd move forward and back to speed up and slow down and then buttons on it for uh, for throwing papers and such. Yeah, about the only recommendation I can give is that I think if I remember correctly, the layout like where you, there's these little bundles of papers, like once you've done all 10 that you have in your possession, you have to get a bundle more to get more to put to more houses. So if you memorize where they appear because i don't believe they change they're always like the sixth house as or whatever type thing it's something that if you memorize it you can do very well at it because then you know exactly where to go to pick something up and where to dodge something and you know that right. type of thing. and as far as nightmare highway goes uh the faster gear you're in the more bonus points you get like they're basically multipliers if you run at gear one you get no extra points if you run at gear Two, you get one times the value. If you're running at gear three, it's three twice times the value. And, and the fourth gear, you get three times, but that's almost impossible to not crash constantly. So try to get it up in third gear as much as you can. Uh, you have to pick up fuel, so just kind of keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, because uh, first gear, you don't get any points. It's time zero. Yeah, yeah. You just get the, uh, you know, the points for actually making it there, really. Um, you get bonus points if you do it with time left over, which, of course, on, on later levels, you get less time and you get more obstacles to dodge and I think less fuel as well. You actually made it to level three, didn't you, Slippy? Uh, yes, I did. And how much harder was that in level two? Because I got to the end of level two. I don't know how many times, sometimes within like five seconds of finishing it, I'd run out of time. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was it. For, there was more of a difference between one and two than there was between two and three. Um, the big thing is, is that because it's a longer distance, you have to travel, you have to use a higher gear. Because um, on the first level, you can stay in second the entire time and still make it. And on the second level, you have to go into third a few times um, in order to be able to make it to the to Cocoa Fest. And third, you have to use third a lot more. So, and it doesn't, it seems that uh, the, the sofas um, are uh, truly random. So it's sometimes even in the first level, you'll get a lot of sofas all at once, which makes it difficult. Mm. And it doesn't seem to, 
to really um, like ramp up the number of sofas you have um, as as you go on the levels. It just seems to have just a lot of sofas sometimes, and other times uh, you have less. So beyond that. <laughs> I mean, I mostly would stay in the second, hit third every once in a while, and then go back to second when more things would get on the screen. And that was pretty much my only secret for getting more than a few thousand points. Okay. Because I, I don't have any other further tips than that. I don't know if anybody else in the panel that uh, participated <coughs> has any tips or tricks on the games or comments on the game itself. And my only tr tip or trick for Paperboy or Paper Route is to go play Paperboy in the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> this still wasn't your perfect clone of it, did they? No. <laughs> yeah, it seemed the angle was too off, and it was like way too difficult on the first level. So, I mean, where like given given how many people had clones, either official or unofficial, and other eight bit platforms, even some sixteen bit platforms, where would you rank it? Like, is it about the middle of the pack? Is it one of the worst, one of the best? Um. Honestly, it's it was playable. I mean, I wouldn't really rank it among the others um, because it's not. I mean, I don't remember them too well. I mean, a couple of them, all I remember is that they, that uh, they weren't worth playing. And I mean, this one was was playable, so I guess it's not at the bottom. <laughs> um. I, I do remember that on the NES, it was, they could have done a whole lot better and they didn't. It's probably because it has a 6502 in it. <clears throat> yeah, that's one I actually, I'm, I'm thinking about going into Optimize. Yeah. Or either 639 or 69, depending on how we wrote it. Like earlier games of Dave Dies, he definitely was learning as he was going along. So there was some pretty major optimizations I could do, like the earlier stuff like Color Car Action. Paper Route's a bit later because that was actually when he formed ICOM already. So I don't know how much 6809 stuff he might have not learned yet. But I could definitely speed it up and maybe smooth it out a bit with 6309. So I'll, I'll add that to my list of ones to, to tackle. Oh, that's not a short list. <laughs> yeah, <that's your> bit. <laughs> yeah. Also, see if you can change the angle that you throw the paper because that was one of the things that I didn't like about it. If you're like going along and you throw a paper, it's like you have to throw it practically at the house before to get to the front door. Yeah, that, that would be harder, harder to change, I would think, because there's probably a lot of code wrapped around that. But I'll, I'll see what I can do. Who's a coding genius? Paperboy doesn't seem that difficult in concept, but it must be really hard to implement because all of them have something wrong with them. Yeah. I don't know what's difficult about this ISO, you know, isometric thing they got going on or whatever, but there must be something. So fix it, Chris. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah, it's not, and it's not even a true isometric that re much, really. It's more of a 2D with an isometric view. But it's so, like always broken. But yeah, yeah, it's always, it's just always is something just not quite right. And the thing is, is that on on the Coco version, literally, it's it's simple functional things that that should be fixable. So, 
I mean, it, it would seem that 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 the level that they that they start off on should be like a Thursday or Friday as opposed to a Monday that, that it's starting off at because there's situations where you're you're you have no choice but to completely skip house throwing papers at houses because there's so much there right on like the sidewalk, like people walking by so much. And in the arcade, you don't have that until you get to the second or third day. Curtis, you've died. Curtis, you're uh, no audio, Curtis. Audio. Oh, Curtis. sorry. <laughs> I was prattling on for hours there. Um, yeah, I agree because, uh, on the, like in the arcade, you kind of use the first level to learn how to play, like how to time mm -hmm. the papers getting thrown so they hit the mailbox, etc. Whereas in this case, you're immediately dealing with a kid throwing a boomerang at you type thing, you know, trying to, to even on the beginning, trying to get the timing down at the same time while you're trying to dodge all that stuff. So, I, I agree. And if nobody else has anything to add, uh, we can announce the game for next week. You remember right. what it is, Sloopy? Um, or do you want me to do it? I'll let you do it because I can't remember. <laughs> I'd know it if I heard it, but I know I won't it's... be able to pull the surprise screenshot out of it here, but I will share my uh, web page for it. So. This is well, one we actually played a little bit on the live stream not too long ago, um, so you guys might recognize this. Yeah, that's it. Great lady. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Terry Steen game. It's one of the ones we covered when we had Terry Steen on for his extended interview. It's probably my favorite one out of all of his. Um, it's actually based on an arcade game too, uh, Sea Wolf, 1976. So it adds color and a few other things. It does support some speech stuff. Now, this was originally he did that for the Spectrum Projects speech back because that was out before the Tandy one. I don't know if it does the speech on the Tandy one. I haven't had a chance to try that yet, but it, you can play the game perfectly fine without it. it. Has multiple levels to go through, little radar. You got to shoot ships and stuff. There's some details there. Uh, you can watch the previous uh, game non-challenge stream where we kind of picked one of Terry's other games to be the main one, Mrs. Pack in that case, but we did play a lot of his games. So if you guys want to kind of get a flavor of the gameplay, if you go back to watch that video, there's, there's quite a few of us to give it a try. So that will be the one for next week. And Ken will be back next week to, to help run this segment as well after he finally gets home. And uh, of course available in the archive and uh, Terry's given us permission for people to come and play them without any copyright issues to worry about. So Please feel free to join it. It's a fun little game. Okay. Um, this is kind of a silly segment to probably ask right after a Cocoa Fest, but any project updates or acquisitions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people bought some stuff at the Fest. So I'm sure there's some acquisitions kicking around. And uh, you know, project updates, you probably already showed some of that at the, at the Fest itself there if you're a vendor. But... Anybody wants to talk about anything uh, in addition to what we already talked about in the past? Um, well, I got an I, acquisition if you want. Sure. All right. Let me go grab it real quick. Anybody else while he's getting that, just so I know who to queue, who to queue up later? Yeah, we didn't, didn't have any sign up, anybody sign up uh, beforehand. I'll spare you the picture of my purple foot. 
Dave Veer, in case you're wondering, Ken is actually en route on the last part of his journey back home. He left Calgary. He was on the show at the very beginning. He's actually stopping in Kamloops to pick up some Coker-related hardware from somebody that he contacted, and then he's back to Vancouver. First thing I got was this really cool cleaning cartridge and a server to go around it. <laughs> or two. That... Uh, is a bit, bit heavy and got a one terabyte hard drive that will be used for uh, running a computer so that uh, someone can play their uh, Cocoa games on their Cocoa emulator. And last but not least, the, more, the most Cocoa related thing was I was given a non-functional Cocoa one with no keyboard. Oh, cool. That uh, looks like a later model, and you've got some custom mods on it, too, by the looks of it. Yes, it has a power light on the front. And the custom mod is just the power for, it's just the uh, <laughs> wires for the uh, thing, for the uh, power light. And I'm guessing it's an F board mm -hmm. by the case. Um, That'd be the one with yes. the, the number by the cartridge port would end with a 285. By the cartridge board that ends in 285. Well, that one it should be over by the power supply. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Actually, it did move with the F board, I guess. That's yes. Right. Yes. It is an F board. Okay. That's the easiest to upgrade to 64K if it's not already. Yeah, I do believe it already is. And this is actually not connected. That's and not the actual. No, it's not. And it's actually missing a SAM and a 1372. But I know that those are not the cause of its ills and non-functionality. So. And that was basically my only acquisitions. Okay, well, I already talked about mine. I bought yes. some stuff from Rick there. And speaking Anybody of which, I want to do a shout out to uh, Fabian of Cocoa Bite for, for uh, giving it to me. Thank you much. Anybody else got any update, project updates or acquisitions they want to talk about, whether they were at the Vest or not? <coughs> Going once. Hey, Curtis. Um, yep. This is Robert. I got uh, both of the Chibi Akumas books for assembly language. Oh, you, do you have those to show on the stream or? Yeah, I can, I can do that. That's the ones where he's got like a volume that covers like multiple CPUs and then another volume that covers different CPUs showing you how to program each? Uh, they both cover different sets of CPUs. So here, let me get the uh, camera found here. All right, so kind of, well, the light's kind of a problem. Shiny okay, cover. So the first one looks like ARM Thumb 65816, which I think that's the Apple IIGS chip, if I remember. I can read them out, yeah. Oh, go ahead. So volume one um, is the beginner's instruction guide to assembly, instruction set overviews for the Z80, 6502, 68K, 8086, and ARM. The second volume um, is the instruction 
introduction to assembly, instruction set overviews for arm thumb, 65816, 6809, PDP 11, and RISC V, RISC 5. So, um, and volume one was on the Kindle for, you know, you can just download it and read it, but volume two is not. So the 6809 one, you'd have to buy it if you wanted it in ebook form as well. But okay. you can get the volume one as ebook or um, as ebook as a free Kindle read. So it's kind of like drug dealers, you know, they put one out there to get you hooked. <laughs> well, I just skipped the whole problem and went ahead and bought all the drugs at once. So. Are you going to read them to us? Sure. A dramatic reading. So <laughs> well, Jimmy Kumis, we've covered his channel before. And he actually doesn't just do CPU stuff. He actually covers some of the support chips, like graphic chips and sound and stuff like that. So I'm assuming he does that with these two? Uh, yeah, he covers the whole kind of mess from what I've seen so far. But there's his little chibis, which are his little mascots. And they're all through the book. And there's lots and lots of illustrations of things. So it is very beginner friendly. Okay. Because I know he's covered the Dragon and he's covered the Coco 1 and 2 and even a bit of the Coco 3 on his live, or not live, but on his uh, YouTube page. Does he actually cover that kind of detail in the books as well? Um, so far, it looks like. I haven't got the 6809 one really cracked yet. I was just getting in. I'm like two chapters into the first one. Kind of going through the whole thing. But okay. uh, I mean, there's instruction set references, screenshots of different things, lots of little tool hints. So it's kind of like a really good companion to his video series. Cool. So uh, when, when you actually get a chance to kind of go through them in more detail and actually hit some of the stuff in the Dragon Coco, would you be willing to come on to kind of do a book review? I sure can try. I don't know some people have been I'll trying to find them. like the Barden book and you know, the Tepco books, et cetera. And this is a modern one here, and also teaches the cross cross platform stuff too. So yeah, people converting and transcoding games. chapter four. And imagine flipping right to it. Isn't that nice. <laughs> and uh, you know, pages of code. That's because you have uh, the crazy. code is also available on. Uh, you know, there's a site with the the support code available and things like that. So. Yep. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, I'd love uh, I'd love to hear a follow up on that because I I've liked his series. I mean, we've mentioned it multiple times. The show especially yeah. when he's covering Dragon and Coco stuff, and he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's not doing like the most optimized hand tweak thing you can possibly do. But if you're trying to write multi platform, you generally don't do that because otherwise you're spending all your time optimizing for each CPU completely differently depending on what your strengths are. So this is really good for doing some you know where you're designing a game to be cross platform or just getting generally into semi language, just learning the basics of it. You can figure out the you know the hand tweak optimization stuff later. Yeah, and thanks to emulators, you can play with all the different things. So even if you're only in it for one or two different platforms, uh, it all builds on each other. So the stuff that he's talking about for Z80 and 6502, those are just specific flavors of that part of what he's working towards. And so as you work through different parts of it, you do get to see what some of the benefits and drawbacks of these other processors were. So that by the time you get to the 6809 part, then uh, done. You know, it's, hey, look how awesome this is. And you know. See, that backs up our, our statement to Taylor when she said that the 609 is greater than the 6502. There's some actual published book proof as well, not just by numeric value. 
Well, plus anyone who's actually programmed the two side by side. Uh, yeah, right. I've had some experience doing that. <laughs> so that was my opposition. Cool. Um, just to, just for anybody's curious on that, there, uh, how much do those volumes cost? Uh, they were less than twenty each. I grabbed them both as a set, and it recommended some third one that was not by Chibi Akumas. And I looked at the third one and went, "Nah," just went for the set, and uh, it was like forty, forty-five all in. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, that's comparable to some of the prices of those books back in the day. You know, never mind inflation in the middle of it. So. And I would highly recommend it. I've gone through quite a few of his videos when we've covered them on the show here and actually listened to them all the way through and uh, or watched them all the way through, I should say. And he demonstrated how to do graphics and sound and reading the joysticks and reading the keyboard. And this is on the Dragon and the Coco 1 and 2. He's done some brief touching on the Coco 3 stuff too. So there's some good stuff in there if you're just learning. Assembling. Yeah, and it, the most of these are about laying the groundwork so that you can get your head around the the concepts. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anybody else got anything, project updates or acquisitions? I have a project update. Go for it, Jason. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, the Dingo High Res premiered at Coco Fest, and I do have some left over from Coco Fest, and they will be available on my website, cocoman.biz, for, for order here in the next uh, few days. Cool. Mm. Thanks for that update. Anybody else? Going once, going twice. Okay. I don't have anything else I wanted to add to the show for today. Myself personally, I don't know if it's in those segments anybody else wants to cover. Like I said, we're going to hold off the news to next week. We've got the Todd Wallace interview. We'll be doing some game programming updates from various authors also next week. Um, so look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, thanks again for everybody that came out to the fest and watched all the live streams, of course. Uh, we had a blast. Hopefully you guys had a blast too, uh, even if you couldn't make it in person. Um, I, I know one thing I'd like to get set up again that we didn't really have this time is actually set up a place where there's a live chat with a chat room type thing so that we can kind of like, you know, pop by if you're just sitting at a table. I think Brian used to do that or somebody did it in the previous fest where you could actually just pop in and say hi to people on the chat, the people that can't make it. So I'd like to get that set up again somehow. I would like to say one thing if I could. Sure. I want to send a shout out to Jim Rye. Thank you for hosting the Coco Talk Game On Challenge Live last week. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't have had one last week. He did a wonderful job and uh, makes a good uh, backup streamer. Thank you, Jim. Agreed. <laughs> Okay, well, if that's it, did we have any special outro, Mark, or are we just yes. doing the regular outro? No, we have a new outro. Oh, okay. I haven't seen this Ooh. yet. So. All right, so let me hit this button over here. Sure, that's... Hold on. Right. Zoom, what in the world are you doing to me? <coughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Jeez, Zoom. Gotta teach you every time. All right, now let's try this new outro. This concludes another episode of Cobra Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Calor computer, MC10, and Dragon systems. 
For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click on the Patreon link on our website, cocotalk.live. Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Alan Murphy, Amigos Retro Gaming, Bill Noble, Brian Joyce, Brian Weasler, Curtis Boyle, D. Bruce Moore, Danny O'Connor, David Ladd, Eric Canales, George Jansen, Grant Leedy, James Diffendapper, Jason Reichert, Jim Brain, Ken Reichert, Ken Waters, Mark Bosley, Mark Overholzer, Mikey Furman, Mr. Dave 6309, Nick Morentes, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, Paul Fiscarelli, Richard Lorbieski, Rick Adams, Rick Ulin, Rob Inman, Ron Delvaux, Samuel Gimes, Sloopy Malibu, Steve Bjork, Terry Steggy, Tom C., and many, many more. Please help support the Coco community. A list of various contributors and resources are available at imacoconut.com. That's I-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T dot com. The original Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. The new Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2020 by D. Bruce Moore. Both are mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. Coco forever! Okay. Push the button, Frank. Okay. We'll see you all next week. Bye.